This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan and special guests, Jackson Scoggins and Jackie Rossi. And together we are Dave and Ethan's 2008's Weird Al podcast, Ridiculously Self-Indulgent, bonus episode 28 centimeter. On this spoilerific bonus episode, we review the July 23rd show in Mankato, Minnesota at the Mayo Clinic Health System Event Center from Weird Al's 2022, The Unfortunate Return of the Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Ill-Advised Vanity Tour. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Dave here. Before we get into this episode, I just wanted to let you know that this episode was recorded immediately after the concert in Mankato, Minnesota on July 23rd. So if you've already listened to our ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode 27 centimeter about our adventures to the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota on July 24th, my birthday, everything in this episode, episode 28 centimeter, took place before that. So if you want to listen to our episodes chronologically, you should listen to this episode, Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Bonus Episode 28 Centimeter First, then go back and listen to Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Bonus Episode 27 Centimeter, which covers our adventures at the Twine Ball. Following that, you want to go listen to Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Bonus Episode 29 Centimeter, which covers the concert in Minneapolis, Minnesota, later after we had visited the Twine Ball. Then after that, the number should get back to normal and you won't have to do all this jumping around. So hopefully it's not too confusing for everybody, but please note we did choose to number the episodes and release the episodes this way on purpose. And with that, I just got one more thing to get out of the way before we move on with this episode. And that is, of course, Intern Frank Still Sucks. And with that out of the way, it's our pleasure to present to you Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Bonus Episode 28 Centimeter. All right, play that beautiful heart music, Intern Frank. driving back from the show in Mankato. We are actually in a car. It says we are on Highway 160 something north. It's 169. 169, 169. which is appropriate because we're here with episode 69 inch guest Jackson Scoggins as well as episode 48 inch Jackie Rossi as well as episodes 1 through whatever we're up to inch (laughs) Dave and Ethan. So this is we just got out of the concert uh Jackie's up in the front seat, so if she has anything to say, uh, she will shout it. Shout it. We'll repeat it. She will interject. Don't say that again. She will interject. All right. Hopefully, yes, you got to say she will interject. <laughs> but uh, we're we're the three of us are crunched in the back seat. Jackson got the lucky spot in the center. Yeah, all the leg room. All the leg room. Well, since Jackson has supported us for so many years and has sponsored the podcast yeah, with, yeah. you know, generous support. We figured, Jackson, that you should sit in the, the middle. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Because lucky me. <laughs> it's Dave and Jackson and Ethan, there right? And, right? We're squished, squished in the together. correct order yes. from left to right yeah. from our perspective. And if, and if anyone is wondering <laughs> where intern Frank is, we've tied him to the bumper. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You wave to Frank. Hi, Frank. Yeah, that, uh, that's not, not a wave. It. That's a middle yeah. finger. Yeah. <laughs> we got to be family friendly, Dave. Yeah. Sorry, that is my center finger. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Right, so let's talk a little bit about our day. I mean, I don't know. Uh, we, we'll we talk about our day, Jackie. 
myself and Ethan, and then Jax, you could fill us in on your day. Yeah. But so we talked to, so we, uh, uh, I don't know, I, we had a nice flight out here yesterday. <laughs> Didn't have any trouble. We got here early. Uh, the Jackie and I went to Benny Hanna's for, for dinner and a show. Uh, it was really nice. We sat in a pretty nice place. And, uh, and then uh, we got to bed nice and early and uh, slept in late. And I think you had a much more adventurous day yesterday than I did. Oh, I sure did, Dave. Uh, so you guys had a nice flight. You got to have a nice dinner. Um, I had two flights I had to take, uh, Albany to Atlanta, and then my flight in Atlanta got delayed by two hours. So, uh, for dinner, I had, um, really crappy bagels, uh, <laughs> from this place. And, um, and then I, I got into Minneapolis around like 2 a.m. and back to the hotel or at the hotel to start with at 2.30 a.m. So, uh, I had a, <laughs> a less exciting, uh, day, but, um... You know, I was hoping to wake up in time to have breakfast. You did text me, thankfully, Dave, and you said breakfast went until 10. And I woke up and texted you right away. <laughs> yeah, so Jackie and I got up early. We went, or not early, we actually got up late. We got to breakfast around 9.30. Uh, and then uh, I guess around 10 o'clock you texted me and said, I don't think I'm going to make it to breakfast. And I didn't see it for another half hour. So by time... By t- by the time you did, you, by the time I did see it, you definitely wouldn't have made it for breakfast. Uh, but yeah, no bre- breakfast in the hotel. Then after that, uh, I guess it was until I don't know noon or so. We probably headed out, and we've and it was your suggestion, Ethan, that we go to the Mall of America. Well, it was my suggestion based on our friend Aaron's suggestion. Um, I texted based her on, based on everybody else who's when we told them we were going to Minnesota says, "Oh, you've got to see the Mall of America." Yeah. Yeah, so we decided to go to the Mall of America, and Jackson, I don't know when you sh- should show up in this story Just before the show. You do. Oh, oh, uh, well, uh, I mean, I I got on a plane this morning at four thirty a.m. from Dallas Fort Dallas Fort Worth International Airport. Uh, I didn't sleep the night before. I told my friend at two a.m. By the way, you're driving me to the airport in an hour. <laughs> he goes, I don't, I didn't sign up for that, but it's a, whatever. Um, and so I got to DFW, had a layover of six hours in Denver, uh, went over to, uh, wake my friend, I was his alarm clock this morning, uh, knocked on his door, went to the, uh, uh, 710 Memorial in Aurora, uh, 720 Memorial in Aurora, and then I hopped on a flight. Wait, so you landed? Yeah, yeah, I was I you, was trying to do it. Jack, Jackie yeah. just said you you fit that, and that was my question too, Jack. So you had a layover and you just actually went around Denver. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, I that's the thing is if I have enough time, I might as well. Um, so yeah, I went I went deep into Denver. I went to uh, my friend's apartment. Went to the Jurassic World exhibit. And, <laughs> <laughs> well, he he he's uh he's one of the dinosaurs. Okay. So yeah, I was he was dropping. Like he was, how dinosaur? old is he? <laughs> He's a year younger than me. Okay. Uh, so it's like, like millions of years. You must be like millions of years well, old. Well, it's time traveler. Time traveler. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. Right. You're a, um, you're a resident time traveler. Exactly, I forgot. Exactly. Um, but uh, anyway, but so around 2 o'clock, I took off from Denver, uh, ended up here. I took an Uber to the venue. And I, uh, first person I saw with Jared, I, I, I've, I've gone ahead of y'all You've been way too far ahead, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've got <laughs> to ask you, though, if, if you're a time traveler, why didn't you just, like, time travel so you could have made your your uh, connections a lot, you know, 
more efficient? Uh, because I wanted to see my friend Ben, and uh, I wanted to see the dinosaurs. I'm sure your your time travel power is not infinite. You have to make yeah, yeah, choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, maybe I just don't understand how time travel works. Yeah, you know, leave that to leave that to me. All right, okay, Dad. we will. We will. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Ethan, Jackie, I don't know. Jackson's time traveled like way into the future here. Yeah, so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna time travel back a little bit <laughs> to Mall of America. To Mall of America. <laughs> and uh, we went there. Uh, it was. I mean, it was a mall, so I'm from New Jersey, so I know a little bit about malls. Uh, but it was a really big mall, and surprisingly enough, uh, there's like a gigantic, huge amusement park in the middle of it, which I wasn't expecting. Yeah, I remember years and years ago when they, you know, built Mall of America that there was an amusement park, and I forgot. And now it's Nickelodeon Universe, um, which is pretty cool. There was a lot of SpongeBob stuff, a lot of other um, Nickelodeon characters, but... All I cared about, first thing we did, is we went right to the Lego store. <laughs> That's right. We went to the Lego store, uh, which was, I thought, which was going to be bigger than it was. It was kind of tiny. Uh, had a bunch of Lego stuff, but one really cool thing that it had, which I'm going to let Ethan tell you all about, is you could build your own custom Legos, which is pretty neat. And apparently, I will tell you a little bit about it, because apparently this is the first day that this uh, little this attraction has been in place. Oh wow! Yeah, so this is something that has um, existed at other Lego store locations for years, but I guess the Mall of America just debuted it today. And um, Dave, you did say Legos, and that's technically not the correct term. It's Lego bricks, and in this case, Lego minifigures. Yeah, I was about to say it, this is a minifigure, not a not just a brick. <laughs> Although there was a brick involved, anyway. Yeah. Um, be getting the AFOL out of the the way there. Um, I will uh, say it was very cool. There was a touch screen. I think it was twelve ninety nine or eleven ninety nine to buy a blank uh, minifigure box, which then had an RFID chip, and you put it on this little shelf, and then you design. So I designed two podcast themed ones. Um, one says Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast on the front. And somehow that all fit, and it's legible. <laughs> and then on the back, it says Intern Frank with a big red X through it. Um, and then the other one I did um, on the front, it says Gill and Chill. And then on the back, it says I Heart MN for Minnesota. And then on the bottom, it says Discover Darwin. More than just the twine ball. It does not say that, oh, though. Okay. Uh <laughs> There are limitations. Um, and then you get a brick with each minifigure torso. So I got one that says Weird Al and one that says Ethan. And it was very cool, and it, it went pretty quickly. And, uh, Dave, you were kind of watching the process. Is there anything you wanted to point out? No, I mean, you think you, I think you described it great. I mean, it was pretty cool. It was a lot more efficient than when we were building Funkos out in uh, where – Los, uh, Los Angeles when we're building Funko is a lot more efficient than that. And they didn't stop you from creating uh, these minifigures like they did once you made like the seventh Bermuda? <laughs> yeah, correct. We did not get arrested this time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we also did not create Bermuda. We created our own our own personal uh, copyrights, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although we did, we did write Weird Al. I wrote Weird Al on the brick, so that is breaking a copyright. Um, so sorry, Al, if you're listening. Um, but can it can that copyright fit within Dave and Ethan's 2,000 inch Weird Al yeah, podcast? What I felt like you were going for. I felt exactly. like you were trying to write Dave and Ethan's 2,000 inch Weird Al podcast, and you just couldn't fit the Dave and Ethan's 2,000 inch and podcast. 
Okay. Yeah, so y'all, it was abbreviated the podcasting. Yeah, it's it's our, that's y'all's copyright. Absolutely. Yeah, not weird. Yeah, I don't know how that works legally, but um, we'll go with fair it. Use. <laughs> it's fair use, says Jackie. Um, so what was pretty interesting, though, is the guy who was my helper man. I don't know what, <laughs> what his role was. He's a Lego store employee. His name was Dan. And um, he saw my my uh, figure, and he's like, uh, "Are you just a fan of that podcast, or do you run it?" I said, "I run it." He's like, "Oh wow, I actually belong to a drumming forum that John Bermuda Schwartz is the moderator of." <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, it's awesome. So he said that he uh, he know he's a fan of Al's music, and that. Um, uh, he talks to Bermuda quite a bit, and he usually is a troll on the forum. So he, he creates uh, memes and, and other nonsense. And I told him, you should come to the show in Minneapolis. So maybe we'll see Dan the Lego Store employee at <laughs> the show tomorrow. Rolls off the tongue a lot Lego more than... There was that. Lego Dan. Lego, Lego Dan. There you go. That was a good skipper Dan. Lego Dan. Lego Dan is the name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Mall of America. We stayed there. Oh, and then after after the Lego store, we went to Bubba Gump, Forrest Gump, uh, Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. And uh, it was an hour wait, but we bypassed the hour wait by taking the advice of the, pers- of the person at the check-in stand and saying, why don't you just go to the bar? absolutely <laughs> yeah there no was wait. like literally no wait the drinks were fast i got jenny's blonde al and um then uh we ordered our food we got the food pretty quick like we it oh, was yeah. kind of efficient how fast <laughs> it went and um the 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 bartender who was serving us uh um, we, you know, she asked us what we're doing in town. Said we're going to see Weird Al. She asked if we'd ever seen Weird Al before. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, at least once or twice. And then uh, on the way out, um, there was a squished penny machine. That's right. There's a squished penny machine, and I don't, I don't remember. There were two references to to the Gump song. One was, I believe, "Life is like a box of chocolates," uh, or it could possibly maybe. be something else. <laughs> I I don't yeah I don't remember Dave. One was him sitting on a bench and one was him running. Oh, that's right. It says run forest run. And then uh, probably life is like a box. I'm sure it was. Right? What else would it be? Uh, but the run forest run, of course, uh, we got that one because uh, Ethan and I recreated that scene from the Gump music video when we were out in Los Angeles. And uh, we got life is like a box of chocolates because, well, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know which squished penny you're going to get. What was pretty interesting, so they, of course, they have all sorts of Gump-related stuff on the walls. Uh, They also had what I believe was the actual suit Tom Hanks wore while he was sitting on the bench. Uh, So they had that in a display case. And then they had a replica bench that you could uh, pose with. Replica band, so we posed with that. Uh, so we had a, a Gump-related, Weird Al-related lunch. Uh, then we went on. I, I felt like if I didn't go on a roller coaster, if I said I went, told people I went to the Mall of America, did not go on a roller coaster while I was there, I would have, you know, regretted it. So we, <laughs> after a lot of trouble and trial, a lot of trial and 
error and trouble, whatever I'm looking for. Tribulation. It was impossible to find a, it was very hard to find tickets and how to figure, how to get on these rides, but we did eventually get on the roller coaster, which uh, took us all the way around the whole entire amusement area, which was pretty cool. It was a nice, nice, uh, fun adventure. Yeah, it was called the Pepsi Orange Streak. And after that, we headed out on our trip to Mankato. And now I think we're getting to the point, uh, Jackson, where you were in your story. Yeah, sorry, time travel problems. So yes, I. Uh, so here we are in Mankato, and I get out of my Uber and I walk around a bit. I see our friend Jared. Introduce myself. I go, "What's your name?" He goes, "Jared." I go, "You're the shirt guy." He goes, "Yep, Alpocalypse." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the shirt he was wearing tonight. I suppose I, 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 it took me a little bit to make what that meant, but I'm pretty sure he was saying, he "Yeah, was that's like, the shirt Al wears oh, on the cover art." Okay, I just got that now. There you go. Very you cool go. shirt, Jared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I saw that, uh, and then uh, made my way into the venue slowly because I had a bag that could not get in. Oh, but, by, the, by the way, we should say that when Jared is wearing the shirt from Apocalypse, he's not actually wearing the actual shirt from Apocalypse. For those who don't know Jared Marker... Uh, are you saying Apocalypse or Alpocalypse? Apocalypse. I, I don't know what I said, but I'm saying Alpocalypse now. Uh, it, it is not the actual shirt from that cover. It, what Jared does is, uh, if you go to his Instagram, at Weird Al Prince, you'll see that he collects duplicates but he, he finds the shirt that Al was wearing in in a, you know music video on the cover you know whatever TV show he will go out he will find that exact shirt and he will buy it you know off the rack so it's pretty cool and he's been doing that for many years so he's got tons of shirts that you have seen weird Al in very cool now so we we go in the venue um, it was a clear bag venue so we we had to get our, our bags into clear containers. I used the one they gave us at um, the caverns in in Nashville. I found that and brought it along just in case on the on this trip. And we went in, and if you remember from the Chicago episode, uh, they were running out of the blue uh, hats. What are those called? Bucket hats. Bucket hats. And so we um, we went over and we asked Marnie about it, and she said that they actually. Uh, the supplier has some more of the blues, so she's getting a new shipment very soon of the blue hats, so those will be around a little bit longer uh, before we get the new blue <laughs> or whatever color hats. <laughs> like you said, the supplier has the blues. You got the blues so bad. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, the one interesting thing I noticed when I was... Uh, talking to Marnie up at the merchandise booth is that uh, when we were in Las Vegas we noticed that they were selling uh, the VIP watches uh, from the previous vanity tour well uh, they were $50 in Las Vegas but there was a sign out that they were only $30 so I assume the price is going down they're now $30 uh, or at least they were in Mankato and I, I don't know that I've seen them again for sale since Vegas. So maybe they have been. Maybe I just haven't noticed them because they were kind of on the table. And so if I'm taking a look from a distance, I might not see that. But, yeah, I thought that was interesting because typically on eBay, they, they go for 60 to $75 or more. So 30 is a good deal. If you, if you need a VIP watch from the first Vanity Tour, um, you should have been there. <laughs> 
So we should we should mention that when we when uh, Ethan, myself, and Jackie got in, uh, the first person we ran into was our good friend Erin Henry. Uh, we got to say hello to her, and she was wearing uh, one of her class classic. Uh, well, not one of this was the original, um, you know, Inception Al shirt. This was the first one where it's the it just has the one picture of her with Al, and I guess last night. In Lincoln, Nebraska, she got uh, this tour's new photo taken wearing the most recent shirt. So she has a new shirt to make. And, uh, yeah, it was really great. She found us immediately as soon as we walked in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we chatted with Aaron for a while. Uh, I guess while we were chatting with Aaron, these uh, two gentlemen walked by uh, and... You can't miss them because one of them is wearing a jacket that looks like uh, straight off of the out of the Eat It video, and the other one was wearing uh, a shirt, a green striped shirt that is obviously straight out of Smells Like Nirvana. <laughs> and uh, so these these two guys amazingly cosplaying, I guess the uh, the Eat It and Smells Like Nirvana music videos. Uh, we went over, we talked to them. Um, Kurt Cobain uh, and Michael Jackson. We were talking to the actual Kurt Cobain and Michael Jackson who were there. Time must have been time travels, travelers. I don't know. It was weird. No, no. Uh, Kurt, Kurt of uh, he said his name was Skyler, and uh, Michael said his name was Jack. So it was really cool. They had really cool outfits. And as soon as uh, Skyler said his name, Dave goes, "That's my cat's name." <laughs> Which Skyler did not know how to react to that. So I, th- I, th- I told him, it, I said, it's, he said, it's, I'll take that as a compliment. I said, okay, sure. We, before Jackson, before we saw you, we saw Jared, who you saw earlier, yeah, yeah. and his, I don't know if they're married or, or what the deal is there, but Jared and Rocky, um, they were there. And I also have written down Dan. Who's Dan? <laughs> Who's well, Dan? He's a Lego Dan. Not Lego Dan. Lego Dan was not yeah, there as far as... The guy with the emo Phillips tattoo. Oh, I forgot we saw him earlier. Okay. <laughs> so, spoiler alert. No, so... Uh, so, Dan, so, Dan is... Uh, Dan Sheeran, he's, uh, he's a long time... Another um, super Weird Al super fan. Uh, he travels often with... Uh, with Jared in Jared circles, he's obviously from Minnesota. Uh, I don't can't think of the last time I might have seen him was on the Alpocalypse tour. Actually, come to think of it, he came out to Pennsylvania, Glenside. Uh, but regardless, he's he's another Weird Al super fan uh, up in the Minnesota area. So uh, it's cool to see him. It was really nice. I got to chat to him for for a cup or like a minute, and then uh, he had to run off and and find somebody. Yeah, I, I guess I just met him briefly, but got to see him a little bit more after the show. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Um, unless anyone else wants to spoil it. <laughs> just kidding, Rob. Um, and then, Jackson, that's when we saw you. Yeah, yeah. So it was at this point that I uh, frantically texted Ethan, I can't get in, I can't get in. They don't like my uh, dark bag because it's not clear. So uh, I got the key to the car, put my bag in the car, and I head in the venue. And I get to say hi to everyone. Well, yeah, you you traveled right from the airport, so this is your your stuff. Yeah, yeah, this is this is all my my clothes, my toothpaste, you know, all that good stuff. Lots of toothpaste in there, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know me very uh, cleanly. Uh, <laughs> that's right. 
Jackson has the whitest teeth I've ever seen. <laughs> we don't even need a light on in the back of this no, car. No, no, it's just shining. Um, and then I, I guess um, I, I grabbed a beer. I, I wish I wrote down what it was. It was called like Butcher Beer. It said it was brewed in Mankato. And um, on the the artwork, it was a guy, like a butcher chopping a chicken or, or he was chopping something, but he had a rubber chicken in his hand. So I was like, wow, this is very appropriate for a Weird Al yeah, show. Yeah, for sure. Very cool, yeah. I don't know what to say. Jackie got a water? I mean, I don't oh. know what else to say. Well, I figured you could say where we were sitting. Oh, okay. We're jumping that far. Okay, we're jumping ahead. So, oh, I we... don't have anything else until <laughs> that. So. so I guess it was coming it was coming up the time of the uh, the concert. So we uh, headed in, uh, and uh, we, uh, Jackie, my, oh, we were following. Aaron's like, I know where you guys are sitting. It's like, okay. So we followed her, and she brought us right to the front row, row A. I think we were seats 11, 12, and 13 up in that row A, and... Uh, Aaron was like two, was two seats away from us. Yeah, she was uh, seven. <laughs> seven. And uh, the two people who were sitting between uh, J- Jackie and Aaron were like, I don't know what happened, but anyway, they sw- ended up switching their seats so Aaron could sit next to us. Oh, that's nice. That was nice. So there's the four of us in the front row. We were in the front row, and uh, we were not front row center, but we were right in front of Steve. We were right in front, like directly in front of Steve. It was amazing seats. It was really cool. But I'll tell you a little bit about this. Can you tell about the venue? <laughs> are you... you must, or, or we can let Al tell us about it later. Oh, that's a good point. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just since we're saying where we we're sitting, I was perfectly lined up with Ruben for my seat. So um, I'm if that gives you an idea of where we we're sitting. Um, are you ready to move on to the start of the show, Dave? Well, I just, I just, everyone was really oh, wondering where I was yeah, sitting, so right? All right. Well, I think I was row Q, seat two. So you just keep keep that in mind. That's typical. That's what I would have assumed. Yeah. Row Q. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than that. <laughs> were you on? Well, you need to know. Oh, yeah, I was. I was on Steve's side. Thank you. I was on Steve's side. I was row Q was about four from the back of the orchestra, and oh. I was second from the aisle. So there we go. I was second from the aisle, too. There we go. There we go. So I have that JW took the stage. I have something. We'll have to see if Dave has something as he ruffles around his notes in the back of the car. I'll tell you, Dave doesn't take notes in order, so Dave has to jump around a little bit. Yeah, Dave, um, it's kind of like a beautiful mind with Dave. Uh, he's writing on windows and mirrors and all sorts of orders, and writes in a spiral. I don't know that reference, so I'm going to take it as a compliment. <laughs> you do that, Dave. Okay, yeah, so, uh, sure, let's let's go to 7.58. Let's, let's time travel to 7.58, and J.W. Alford takes the stage. Yes, and uh, so if you're... And he was wearing a Looney Tunes t-shirt. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, I did not write that down. But um, so, Dave, when I when we were doing the Chicago reviews, I told you how JW's intro for Emo had significantly changed. And so it was still that significantly changed um, intro. What did you think of it? It was great. I want to see it again and again. It was better than Cats. <laughs> <laughs> Than cats? I don't know. The movie or the musical? 
both. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jackson, this was your first time seeing JW introduce Emo. How did you feel? Uh, you know, it was crazy. It was like my first time all over again. I Wait. <laughs> it was my first time. Okay. <laughs> so it wasn't long before uh, Emo came out, and I have Emo came out at uh, 7.59. Yeah, 7.59. Uh, and I will say that, uh, J- that, that yes, JW's intro was different, and I think I liked it a little bit better, actually, I would say. I thought it was... Uh, it's a little more context to uh, what was going to happen. So. Yeah, because before he would just be like, our next performer, as if, like, <laughs> we've already seen, like, five. <laughs> um, we liked him so much on the last tour. Like, it was just kind of all over the place. And, you know, we know that as uh, Weird Al super fans. But if you're if you're not seen Al on a vanity tour, you may not know that Emo was there before. Um, but he came out. He was wearing the what I call the Harlequin outfit. And he had a box of water yeah, he had yes he was wearing the the black and gold outfit the harlequin harlequin outfit uh he was wearing uh he was carrying a messenger bag which you could sort of see into the messenger bag i think it was a yellow messenger bag mm-hmm. and uh you so you could see the box of water inside of his his bag and uh which we'll also say that uh, we've said this on the podcast before but uh the the emo has been traveling recently with uh three big letters e m and o and they were at the front of the stage so you could see them they were not lit up or anything but we could definitely see them from our seats and so we don't usually go through um, Emo's jokes, but there is one joke that he um, he does on occasion, and he changed the context of the joke to mention the Mall of America. So without going oh, going in too deeply, I just wanted to mention that. Um, but there was another thing that he does quite a bit, and I, I, I don't want to ruin any jokes, but um, there is sometimes Emo will do a greeting card bit where he shares some greeting cards that he's written, and on occasion when he does this, he asks if anyone in the audience is celebrating a birthday. And Dave, um, it, what time is that? You, Dave, you your birthday is in 24 minutes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so he, actually today, the way he worded it, I believe he said uh, something along the lines of, um, is anybody having a birthday soon or something to that I don't remember exactly. Yeah, he did not say he did not specify today so, like he has in the past. Yeah, so it was it was technically correct for Aaron, Jackie, and Ethan to yell <laughs> and scream my name and point at me. Because yes, uh, as we're recording this, uh, uh, July twenty third is a day before my my birthday. My birthday is July twenty fourth tomorrow. Uh, in a couple minutes, actually at burrito burrito time, it is already my birthday. Um, However, Holly, I mean, twine ball time, it's still got 24 minutes. Uh, but yes, so they screamed Dave, and he said, Dave, okay. And so he inserted my name into his joke, and it was great. And I, I'm actually, I'm, 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 I kidded with you guys that, you know, you all that, you know, uh, uh, who, uh, who threw me under the bus. But really, it, it was really a, a nice moment. I thought it was cool. And it was nice to get to hear Emo say my name. And his, uh, his, his joke, his greeting card is very hilarious, so I, I'm happy I got it. <laughs> you know, I also we don't uh, we don't like to spoil jokes on here, but uh, I did realize that uh, that Ethan's favorite joke was missing. That's correct. Dave's joke was there. Mine was not. Um, I want to say one more thing. 
um, when Emo shares the punchline of the birthday greeting card, uh, he tends to just stare at the person uncomfortably for like 90 seconds. How did that feel, Dave? <laughs> oh, I just was staring back at him and I was just like nodding my head at him. So it was, I don't know. I don't know if he noticed it or not, but yes, that was, that was interesting. It was a cool moment. It was a nice moment to share 90 seconds with emo. I don't think it's quite 90 seconds. But. It, it felt like 90. <laughs> well, um, I thought that was really cool. They didn't do that joke on my birth. He did not do that joke on my birthday. Um, but Dave, no, if, if he does it again tomorrow, we are in the front row again. Uh, you can better believe that you are going to be uh, thrown under the bus again uh, if it comes back up. Uh, looking forward to it. That get an actual birthday greeting from Emo on my birthday. That'd be cool. <laughs> so um, I have. I do, I, do, I do have one more question. Which uh, I, I, for people who have seen Emo's set, this will make sense. But uh, uh, he talks a little bit about his brothers and sisters, or brother and sister. And I'm just wondering if do either of anybody in this car know if Emo actually has brothers or sisters. And, and if so, I mean, not if so. It, I'm just curious if he does or not. No, or if they we just... don't know, Dave. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. No idea. No idea. No idea. All right. Well, okay. Well, there's something I'll have to look up later. <laughs> Unless Frank decides to uh, <laughs> hold up his phone from outside the car. <laughs> Frank! <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well, well, Frank thinks about that. Uh, I will... Um, <laughs> I'll say, I, I think Emo had a long set because he started at 7.59 and I had his end time at 8.34. I had 8.33, but it just could have been based on when we decide he's over. Time travel. So so either a 35 or a 34 minute set, that's that's long for Emo. Um, Not the longest we've seen, but yeah, definitely on the longer side. <laughs> Not somebody doesn't understand. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm ready to move on to. Yes. Yeah, so um, in the changeover uh, between emo and Al, I uh, wanted to go to the bathroom, so I ran out, and I couldn't even get out the door of the venue to the lobby because that's how long the line was. So I was like, I guess I'm not going to the bathroom. Uh, came back in. And um, I, I think, Dave, you were talking to Dan, and I said hi to our friend Jeremy Samples, who was uh, sitting a few rows back on the other side. And I believe I also saw you, Jackson, and I saw Jared. Or no, I saw Rocky, and then I saw Jared. <laughs> okay, well, uh, yeah, I, I mean... It- a little bit out of order, but you weren't there. It's okay. So, Jack, Jackie and I were said, "Let's do a selfie up at the stage." And let me tell you that uh, we did a selfie, and then I look at the the selfie, and in the background is Steve, is uh, Steve J. He's up on stage. So we we got a picture with Steve without realizing. But yes, so after that, uh, Steve was up on stage for a little while. I think I waved to him. Uh, I don't know if he saw me or not. And then uh, I went over and talked to Dan, and I talked to him for like a minute before the lights went down. Yes, that reminds me, Dave. Um, I did talk to Steve, actually, from the stage. Um, uh, Being where we were seated when he was on stage uh, getting his uh, bass ready, I waved to him, and he actually got up and walked over to the edge of the stage to talk to me. 
and he complimented one of Emo's jokes, a brand new one he told tonight, and just said, wow, that, he just wrote it yesterday, and I thought it was really great. And um, because then Steve was on the side of the stage, other people were like, oh, here's Steve, and like, people were starting to bug him. <laughs> they come in over and talk to him. So he was really polite, talked to a few people, and then uh, went back to getting the guitar ready, uh, or the bass guitar ready. And um, yes, and then I went over to see Dan and... Uh, Dave, you didn't have any podcast stickers. So, like, can you grab stickers for Dan? I was like, sure. And then that's when the lights went out. <laughs> and then we ran back to our seat uh, for the show to start. Yeah, so I have the show starting at 8.46. So that's either, uh, when did I say 8.30? So it's either 12 minutes or 13 minutes if you go by Ethan's notes. So it's a short intermission. Uh, and uh, I have I'm not quite sure what Al said because the, the crowd was coming out maybe somebody else heard a little clearer either said hello people or he said hello Mankato he said hello Mankato I hello think. Mankato yep. yeah okay so it was hello Mankato uh, and then the first song you went right into Bob and uh, I noticed immediately that Steve was wearing his sunglasses and Al was wearing a familiar shirt this is the shirt that I have named James and the Giant Peach. Um, although it has, no it has no peaches on it, but there is a big orange flower on it. So that's where I got the name from. Um, and I will say, you know, as soon as Elle took the stage, I noticed that there was the um, megaphone. So I was thinking, oh, maybe we're going to get Skipper Dan. And I also noticed that there was the cowbell. So I was thinking, oh, maybe we're going to get Dare to be Stupid. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. There's also one more um, outfit I wanted to mention, and that was Rue Ben's outfit. Did you guys notice he had a coat uh, that had coattails that were hanging down, and it reminded me of Beethoven. Uh, you know, of course, El Maestro is uh, of the same skill level or beyond that of Beethoven's. Probably beyond. Definitely beyond. Yeah, beyond Beethoven. Now, now, as a time traveler, have you ever seen Beethoven perform? Uh, yes, much worse than Ruben. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. Not, not all he's cracked up to be. <laughs> well, that's... He was, he was deaf. You know, that's a problem. Yeah, well, well, you know, sometimes so is Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing he's deaf, so he would not hear your horrible insults, Jackson. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Although I, I would imagine he'd l still try and listen to our podcast. Yeah, he'd try, you know, he'd... Uh, he'd Subscribe to the private RSS feed. <laughs> I, I said, up until you uh, insulted Ruben by saying sometimes he's deaf, I said that would have been a quote that Ruben could have put on his, uh, you know, on his his website or you know, in his uh, resume. You we know. just uh, just scratch that from the record. I'll, I'll uh, <laughs> time travel that out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but so you went over everything that was on the little table that was uh, was next to Al, but you missed two things. Do you know what you missed? Two cups of water. That's right. Two red solo cups. <laughs> he always has that, Dave. And that doesn't predict any songs. <laughs> I didn't say I had to predict a song. I just said it was there. Pre could predict how dry his throat is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after Bob, um, Al said, how you guys doing? And then he uh, said, um, before I left for tour, um, I got on the, the phone with my, my booking agent, you know, I uh, had a conversation. I was going to be touring for six months, uh, playing some uh, really uh, incredible venues like Carnegie Hall, the Kennedy Center, um, you know, the Ryman Auditorium. And he, he said, um, 
uh, as he was having that conversation with the the uh, booking agent, he said, "Stop right there. Um, you know, this is non-negotiable. I I want to play a big cavernous, nondescript room filled with metal fo- folding chairs." And then he looked around and said, "Dreams do come true." <laughs> I'm so glad you got all that because I all I wrote down was I was very chatty. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this so now I can now can I finally talk about this place? This place was huge, and uh, and when I walking into it, I was not expecting it to be this big. I don't know what I was expecting, but I definitely wasn't expecting it this big. I, I had made a comment uh, after you know gr- group of people after the concert that we were were chatting with how it looked like it was. Uh, Maybe like like a building on, in a, like a university. It looked like it belonged. Like it, it didn't look like it was a, a you know a concert venue at all. Uh, but but walking in there it was huge. It was very. Uh, how did you describe it, Jackie? How did I describe it? Yeah, you said you said uh, it was some, I don't know. You said it was very something about this space very that sparse. like the stage. Like normally there's a bunch of uh, there's all the lighting and gear and stuff. There's a lot of stuff on the stage. And this was like, there's like two posts on either end of the stage where there was some lights and like all the lighting rig that's normally above them and stuff was just not there. So it was just very like somewhat minimalist for a concert, I thought. Yeah, it's very sparse. That's a a good way to describe it. And uh, what was interesting though, while it was a sparse room, it it did feel like a big, like empty garage or something. I don't know. yeah, really high ceiling, like a gymnasium or something, um, which is not ideal when you're trying to do a show. But um, what was interesting to me is that they had two levels to the stage. So there was kind of a, a raised up platform for both Ruben and Bermuda. But um, from where I was sitting, I could not see Bermuda at all. No, yeah, I, I could not see. I could see the, the outline of the little fishbowl thing that he's in, the... Uh, the plexiglass, but yeah, I could not see Bermuda at all. I could see, could see Jim fine. I could see Al fine. I could see Steve, and I could see most of Ruben. So after um, dissing the venue uh, very appropriately, uh, Al gave it up for emo, um, and this is a a, uh, a compliment I believe he uh, gave back in in uh, Chicago. He said, Emo, he's a true genius. Um, somehow he's able to ride on our tour bus and still not violate the restraining order against him. Um, and then Al said, not sure if you know what, what's going to happen tonight, but there's a bunch of extremely unpopular songs like this next one. Which then he went into your horoscope for today, which uh, is actually one of the songs that I was really hoping to listen to uh, tonight. It, uh, it was my introduction to ska music, and I was didn't know that ska was a genre. I just thought it was an awesome song about months and funny stuff when I was a kid. And so I was really excited to hear it tonight. It was one of my... It, uh, it's Jackson's song of the night. Nope. Wow. Maybe. I don't know. Wow. Uh-oh. Oh. That reminds me. I, I didn't guess what your song of the night is, Dave. <laughs> no, I was just going to mention that uh, you've got you've to start... Yeah, you gotta I gotta write chill. down a guess. Well, that's okay. You can you can have a song of the night early. It's fine. I've done it before. It's cool. But actually, this Does Jackson get a, a song though. 
Sure. The Dave song? Uh, it's, it's yeah, Jackson. Yeah. Is, is this is this your song of the night? Or? Well, no, probably not. Oh, okay. Well, probably then. not. Now that I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna chill. I don't think that's oh, my okay. favorite song. All right. Okay. Well, and right. I'll, I'll let you know at the end if it's my favorite. song. Okay. Thank you. Okay. All right, so at the end, we'll, we'll, do I have to we'll, guess Jackson's favorite song yeah, too? Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you do. I'm making it. That's yeah, part of my contract. You better pick this one. <laughs> uh, Jackson's song it might be the same as my favorite. My yeah. song. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But this is uh, this was an interesting. This this is a joke for maybe Ethan only. Um, <laughs> Let's hear it. So in in the song, uh, there there's uh, your horoscope for today. Uh, there and I say Ethan only because I believe that special guest Jackie Rossi was sleeping on the uh, drive up to or down to Mankato, so she probably did not see this reference uh, on the hi- side of the highway. So, so in uh, in no, this, I, I heard this conversation. Okay, so this is for for three people, <laughs> me, uh, Jackie, and Ethan. So uh, in the song, uh, there's a line about explosive flatulence, and there's a line about photocopying your butt. And on the drive, we saw a town, which I, I, as soon as I saw it, I just thought it said fart butt. <laughs> um, so that's what's going on. So it actually is uh, Faribault, F-A-R-I-B-A-U-L-T, but on a little green sign from far away, it looks like fart butt. <laughs> so... So that those two lines in your horoscope for today immediately reminded me of fart butt. So uh, I just had to point that out. Now everyone is in on the fart butt joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm okay. still flipping through ahead of the notes to see if I can guess. Uh, well, you keep guessing because I'll move on. No. Yes, yes. Jackie gets a song of the night too. Jackie gets a song of the night too. Absolutely. All of our special guests should get song of the night. I'm not guessing. All of our special guests should have songs of the night. Oh, come on. This is going to be the easiest choice ever. How do you know that? For for Jackie's song of the night or for your song of the night, Dave? I'm not telling you. (laughs) I'm not giving you any hints. Actually, uh, I'm ready to move on. (laughs) All right. I know what Jackson's song of the night is. Uh, we're, not yeah. even, we're, we're still song number three, no? Uh, two. Well, I still gotta guess. All right. All right, we'll guess while I move on. Right. What are you doing, Dave? Unique <laughs> said, uh, uh, said uh, "Unique in our song catalog, the only song that begins with oh, the next song is unique in our song catalog. It is the only song that begins with Jim Kimo West playing a power G chord for over." Over and over again for 45 minutes, my own eyes, G- Jim Kimo West started that power chord, and I felt like it went on for a pretty long time. <laughs> Not 45 minutes, but it was a long time, and the audience was getting into it. It was really cool. For safekeeping, I'm handing Jackson oh, all right. my guess. Your guess, all right. Um, because I'm sure people wonder if it's legitimate it or not. You um, know, so this is proof that it is crumbled up in my hand right now to be unraveled when we know the correct song. Chris, Ethan has written down every single song and Jackson's just going <laughs> to unfold the, the one that And I is. circled all of them. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so you have anything about my own eyes? Yeah. Over and over 40 of my own eyes. I'm just catching up, Dave. Um, 
Yeah. There's um, what I noticed tonight um, after having Horoscope followed by my own eyes. Uh, both songs reference someone shoving something up their nose. And I thought that was interesting that both songs were right in a row there. Very interesting. <laughs> Fascinating. Fascinating. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> uh, so Al uh, picked up his accordion and uh, he said he got a phone call from the head of the record business. He said, yeah, this is a real job. And uh, he said the guy was weeping openly um, because the record industry was in the toilet due to hooligans. 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 And um, uh, Al said uh, normally he wouldn't help out something like that, but he just seemed so pathetic. So Al went ahead and wrote the following song, which was... Uh, don't download this song. Right, don't download this song. And I felt like... Uh, Which, w- before we go ahead, I, I, you know, he did let us know that after he released the song, no one ever illegally downloaded music ever again. <laughs> As we all know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Not me. Not you? Not you you didn't know? Or not you you've never downloaded illegal I've music? never downloaded illegal music since the song came out. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. yeah. Yes, neither have I, so so far the story checks out. All right, cool, cool. All right. Uh... <laughs> so I feel like uh, this has happened recently um, where people start, you know, usually, you know, when you, you get like a nice song like this, you will take out a lighter or something. Obviously, they're not going to allow that indoors. People have switched that into taking out their cell phones and turning on their cell phone lights. And I, I mean, we were in the front row, so maybe it happened before we started. But I felt like we sort of started that trend from the front row. Yeah, there were, I counted two people uh, kind of in the far back, one on the left, one on the right. And um, I think Aaron and I sort of like looked at each other like, should we do this? And it, it felt weird because I didn't want to be shining a flashlight if I was the only one in the front row shining it like right at Al and Steve and Jim. Um, so I think once a couple more people started shining their lights, that's when um, we sort of all collectively just turned our uh, flashlights on. I will also say that uh, security was not uh, telling people to turn off their lighters today. I did see probably, you know, a handful or so of lighters up oh, during wow. the song. Oh, cool. I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was hard to see. We were in the front row, so... You, yeah, you know, I'll look all the way back at just a bunch of lights, you know. Yeah, always yeah. these lights. So I, did, I didn't see any lighters, but that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. every once in a while we'll see some lighters at the shows. Um, that was a cool moment. A cool moment. Absolutely. And uh, we, we did take the opportunity, being in the front row, to, to snap a couple selfies with um, all the lights behind us. It, it's got to be so cool for the guys on stage to see that. So when I took my selfie at this point, the woman behind me saw me taking the picture, and she made a hilarious face. <laughs> <laughs> she made a hilarious face behind Jackie, if you did not hear that clearly. Um, so... Uh, after Don't Download This Song, Al said, we've all been super patient. He knows what we're waiting for. Um, Dave, did you have something else before? Uh, let's get on with it. It is the drum solo. And there were a couple hits. Yeah. And then, Jackson, did you notice what Al said afterwards? John, did he say Bermuda? Yes. John Bermuda Schwartz, what a guy. Yes, we got a what a guy. Add it to the spreadsheet. Add it to the spreadsheet. What a guy. Um, and then they went right into when I was your age. 
And I can't see my notes. <laughs> and so, um, when I was your age, how did you feel about that song, Jackson? Uh, it was great tonight. I, uh, you know, I'd never, uh, I'd never, I don't think I saw that one. I only went to one Vanity Tour last year, or last time around. And it, I, it was my first time seeing that song. Uh, they really brought the house down. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's, it was a good song. I don't have any specific notes on it. Dave? I, I just wrote down that I th- I thought the cool uh, that some cool fog and some really cool red and blue lights in it. Mm-hmm. That's what I wrote for that one. So then um, Al said, "I heard I've heard some mumbling. Um, you know, uh, you guys are all probably thinking the same thing. You know, it's the middle of July. Al, when are you going to play some Christmas music?" <laughs> and um, he said that he wrote the song in 1986. And it gets more topical every year. But, Dave, I was left uh, very distraught because Al did not let us know how many days there were until Christmas. Oh, oh, yeah. Nobody will ever know. (laughs) It's impossible to figure that out. There's no possible way anybody could figure that out. Intern Frank. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You hear that, bud? Do that. Get on that. Well, yeah. While intern Frank is working on that, well, uh, yeah, I just got to point out at the beginning of the song. I don't know if if I knew this before, but uh, you know the, the song. Oh, intern Frank is uh, telling us 155 days until Christmas. Wow. And in one minute, it'll be 154 days until Christmas. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> Al, uh, at the beginning of the song, uh, I don't know if I obviously the, the bomb drops, but I don't know if I knew that it was Al that was doing the whistling before the bomb drop. That was pretty cool to see that. Yeah, um, I guess I always assumed it was Al because he puckers his lips and looks like he's whistling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's just something I guess I've noticed. But of course, this is one of the more rare songs to hear on this tour, um, as evidenced by Brad Hebert's spreadsheet. Uh, so it was really nice to get to see Christmas at Ground Zero. I can't remember the last time I got to see it live. Um, I'm guessing it was when we were sitting up in that box seat and we got to see the double Adam Happy Bomb. Happy birthday, Dave Elvis Rossi! Woo! I expect a, re- expect a rendition of Happy Birthday, either the traditional version or Weird Al's version, at some point during this podcast. Perhaps the stinger. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Um, so last time we saw it, I believe was in Bakersfield, Dave. Um, and if you remember, I felt like a vibration in my hat when we were, when we heard it before. And I felt a vibration for the bomb drop tonight in my hat. Wow. Is the bomb in your hat? Perhaps. <laughs> How did you get that on the air? How did you get that past the air on the airplane? <laughs> Well, luckily, the bomb-sniffing dog is one of uh, Jackie's patients, so I was able to sneak the bomb through in my hat. Um, (laughs) This is getting very dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Secret Service, I hope you're not listening. They're probably listening since you're here, Jackie. Since I'm here, yeah. (laughs) So after Christmas at Ground Zero, unless you guys want to speak about uh, Christmas at Ground Zero... No, I mean, like you said, it's a rare song, so it's very nice to get to hear it. It's one of uh, one of the least played on this tour, I believe. I uh, I really liked the lights during it, uh, especially you know when they would switch from, you know, kind of the uh, the I think the verses were mainly all red, but the choruses were uh, red on one side, green on the other. I think 
Um, and so it was just kind of cool seeing once they hop back into the chorus, the, the cool red and green lights pop back up. If I got that wrong, let me know. Yeah, no, I, I, I love the, how they split the red and green. Um, I thought it was great. I, I'm glad that we got to see it. And I'm glad the audience got to see it. Um, oh, just on the topic of lights, uh, the multiple times tonight you could see, uh, well, throughout almost the whole show, you could see Ruben projected um, on, well, just because of the light shadows on the back, but it would switch. You could see Bermuda's uh, shadow sometimes. Some great shadows tonight is really what I'm getting at. That may, um, that may come up again in my notes. Oh. Um, <laughs> so after Christmas at Ground Zero... Al said, I uh, will be the first to admit that some of my songs have aged poorly. (laughs) And he said uh, he wrote this next song in the 90s when people would be impressed by a 2,000-inch TV. And he said, so for this next song, put yourself in the mindset of the person that owns Frank's 2,000-inch TV. And so, so, okay. The verbiage there is interesting. Yeah, I, I also noticed that. Uh, yeah, I don't. I must. I must just be stumbling over his words like I am now, because uh, that doesn't make sense, Al. Uh, <laughs> but the guy who owned Frank's two thousand inch TV wouldn't that be Frank? Well, yeah, but why don't just say put yourself in the position of? Fr- oh, I guess. I get. Well, also the song isn't from the point of view of Frank. It's from the point of view of like a neighbor, I guess. But it's also the person implied in the song that owns it is Frank based on the song title (laughs) and the uh, apostrophe S. Yes. But why would you put yourself in Frank's shoes? I don't know. Anyway. So maybe what Al has revealed here is that the person (laughs) singing the song who is not Frank is the person who does own Frank's 2000 inch TV. Maybe it's like a weird... Uh, custody agreement. Oh, yeah, it's uh, Monday through Fridays. Uh, you get the you get the TV. The weekends, um, I get it. Breaking news here on Dave Nathan's 2000 inch Weird Al podcast. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so this song was obviously Frank's 2000 inch TV. Um, I did notice that those those infamous toenail clipping lights are there, mm-hmm. but they seem very faint to me tonight. They did not seem like they were as as uh, intense as they usually are. Yeah, I noticed um, that they were kind of, I wrote in my notes, dull toenails. Um, but by the end of the song, I think they increase in intensity as Frank's 2,000-inch TV uh, rolls through. Um, I did notice that the toenail clipping lights were, were reflecting off of Bermuda's drum shield and were sort of available to view on the side of the venue, which was pretty interesting. It is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did point that out to me uh, and make me look at the toenail clipping lights on the side of the venue. Uh, so next he says, uh, my favorite music is the type I listened to in college. Ah, just went around a sharp turn. Uh, the B-52s, Oingo Boingo, Devo, and of course the Talking Heads. He said something about the Talking Heads, something 77 album oh yeah so it was this is pre-talking head 77 uh back when uh david was uh still working a desk job uh very early track called doggy dog that's right thank you you weren't even reading my notes and i had that written down <laughs> i'm a i'm a time traveler i was i'm he's, there he's right a, now he's already heard this podcast yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's true <laughs> he 
uh, well, they heard themselves saying the correct answer. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so this is where I wanted to bring up the, uh, the shadow thing. Go ahead. Now that I've already done it. (laughs) If, if, uh, if Frank could, um, play a certain song, that would be helpful. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Frank, can you do that? I don't know. What, I, have, what, I, have, I have a feeling that, that since we have two songs that we play and Dave has no idea what's coming, that, that this is going to be the other one. Are you ready, Frank? All right, play this guy. All right, we'll let Frank, we'll uh, silently let Frank open the window, but we won't hear the, the any <laughs> other noise. It's Ethan's Suggestions. Wow, Frank, thank you for playing the correct song. Um, yes, I have an Ethan Suggestion. Um <laughs> I was thinking for Dog Eat Dog, they have those lights that are, are projecting right on Al from below him. It would be really great for him to do the dog uh, hand puppet that, like, they do in the Dare to be Stupid music video. Wouldn't that be, uh, you know, Al does a lot of weird hand signals and, and uh, choreography uh, from his seat for this song. Uh, why not add that? Uh, I think that's a great idea. I'll give it the Jackson Scoggins coastline. Wow. Okay. Well, geez, there's some pressure. I, 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 yeah, sure. I'll co-sign that too. Do you want to co-sign this one, Jackie? I don't actually. <laughs> there you go. Well, luckily the majority rules in my favor. Uh, so that's an official Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast and majority of special guest approved <laughs> Ethan's suggestion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was kind of on the fence, so I mean. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I got him there. Don't worry, Ethan. Uh, so, just like that. Yeah. Oh, so Ethan. Ethan is doing. The, Ethan is doing. So on the audio podcast, Ethan is doing a visual gag. He's doing. I was the, doing it for just the folks in the back. Oh, well, okay. he was he was doing the dog uh, hand puppet. So speaking of the dog, uh, well, I just pointed out here that uh, Al does say "rough, rough" in the song. Um, that'll be important later. Um, <laughs> but I do want to say, since we're on the subject of, of our lousy, stinking, rotten intern, Frank, we forgot to tell everybody what shirt Jackson is wearing. Jackson. Oh, well, yeah, so I showed up to the venue in my I Hate Intern Frank shirt. Yes, you can pick that up. We're at shop.2000news.com. It looks amazing. Thank you. I appreciate it. It does look amazing, and I'm yeah, just so I happy. Have, uh, I have layered over it a very nice Hawaiian shirt. Uh, you know, kind of a one-two combo tonight. Absolutely, and I'm just so glad, Jackson, that you took our advice, uh, that you ordered the I Hate Intern Frank shirt, so everyone at the Weird Al shows that you attend will know exactly how you feel about our lousy, rotten, stinking, farting intern, Intern Frank. Fart butt, Intern Frank. Fart butt, Frank. Fart butt, Frank. <laughs> um, well, are we, are we ready to... Uh, <laughs> To move on to um, what came after Dog Eat Dog? Uh, I am. <laughs> yes. Do you want to introduce it, Jackson? No, because I don't remember. Oh, oh, yes, of course. So, uh, so he shouts out. He says uh, he tells uh, El Maestro to do a harpsichord solo, uh, which goes into Melanie. But the harpsichord solo was really long. It was really beautiful. Uh, I was really blown away. I think this might have been around the time I yelled El Maestro. I can't remember, to be honest, but uh, it was a very good harpsichord solo, and it went right into Melanie. 
and during Melanie, when um, when Al says the line about getting her name tattooed on his forehead, uh, Dave, I turned to you, and instead of across her forehead, I said across my ankle. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> that was good. Yeah, so uh, in Melanie, of course, uh, my note on Melanie is that Al says meow. So I thought it was appropriate that if you take the harpsichord solo out of the mix, that Al did uh, the one song Dog Eat Dog, followed by this with the rough, followed by the song Melanie with the meow. Mm, there you go. Uh, I'd like to point out that Jackson gave a more positive response to that one than when I pointed out two songs in a row where someone shoves something up their nose. I did give a more positive response to that. I, I Shame on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shameful thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, and I did notice that I just I thought the lighting in this one, I don't know how to describe it, but I thought the lights are very sharp in this one. Like they, they somehow, like, you know, th- there's sort of like uh, lights that are just kind of there, but then there's lights that really sort of... Uh, what are we looking at? It said 2.7 miles. Oh, oh we're 2.7 miles from our turn. So, uh, yeah, I thought the lights were very sharp in the, in this particular song. Um, I'm ready to Now move. it was time for Al to tell how he met the band. Uh, he, he shared about meeting John Bermuda Schwartz on the Dr. Demento show. Uh, then he mentioned meeting Ruben on Grinder, and, and you know there isn't a there isn't a theme song for this or anything. But I just had a great idea when they did the Grinder thing. I think they should really quickly flash all those rainbow lights. Oh, Grinder! Just an idea. Just an idea. Oh, that's a that's a good that should be a Jackson suggestion song. I think uh, it's a I Jackson. Think we, I think we need to uh, <laughs> we need to to have Frank play the song. On this well, one. Frank can only play if I co-sign the song. Well, I, if I co-sign the suggestion. Well, do you co-sign the suggestion? I do. No? All right, Frank. It's Jackson. Suggestion. <laughs> co-signed by Ethan and Dave, and we didn't get Jackie's opinion. Jackie, what is your opinion? You were wearing a... On that. Okay, good. You're wearing a rainbow shirt. You better. Unanimous. <laughs> Unanimous. All right. Yes, uh... Yes, uh, yes. Okay, cool. uh, I wanted to point out, I don't know if you guys saw this, but oh. Ruben was sort of checking his nails. He was, when uh, the grinder joke was made. Yeah. yeah. Um, my thunder. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Al talked about meeting uh, Steve and Jim, and he said it was at an eatery or a restaurant, and then he sort of struggled with, is there a difference between eatery and, and restaurant? And um, Steve sort of went in and said, yeah, it was an eatery. Yeah, You're missing the, 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 the point is that it was in Fort Worth. It was in Fort Worth, Texas, North Texas, the Metroplex, where I'm from, probably right by the stockyards. I think, Dave, you remember the name of the joint, right? I do. It was uh, Creepy Nancy's Hot Dog Accident. Which I, which I have to just imagine is just words that came out of Al's mouth just in real time because it's just a string of it's a string of words like it doesn't even it's not a restaurant it's not an eatery now. you you haven't you well um, I mean Jackson the, the, the Al's also referring to the early eighties so oh, yeah, creepy Nancy's time. hot dog accident I'm sure was it open was a, a popping spot in Fort Worth back in the day in Tarrant County and where Tarrant County. Tarrant. 
Yeah, of course, Tarrant County. Um, <laughs> and so Al said, but you know, again, again, we're sitting next to a time traveler. So at some point, I feel like you should time travel back yeah, to the I, early I, '80s and, and check, check out Creepy Nancy's hot dog accident. And when you do, give a call to three four seven spatula, the official which, the official hotline of David Ethan's two thousand Weird Al podcast, yeah. which probably did not exist in nineteen eighties. So you might have to time travel back to, so that I can make the call. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Please, please. Um, so then um, Al said that uh, in the dinner lounge, which was or the diner lounge, which was really pathetic, and it was the weirdest, oh, creepiest, dingiest lounge she's ever seen. And it wasn't much of a lounge. It was just a raised part of the restaurant. And it also, I think he also at one point referred to it as a diner as well. Yeah, he said diner lounge at one point. Yeah. So it was a diner, an eatery, or a restaurant? The world may never know. <laughs> well, I thought Steve knew it was more of an eatery. Yeah, Steve didn't know. Well, Steve well Steve's right? not here. Ah, well. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Dare to be stupid lounge version, or as I called it when I tweeted it out, at Elvisarama. Creepy Nancy's hot dog accident version. <laughs> so, uh, Jackson, this was... Your first time seeing this performed live. How did you feel about this new version of Dare to Be Stupid? I really liked it. I, um, I, you know, I, I kind of was expecting kind of what we see in the in the uh, unplugged at the end, but it really was. Uh, it was the seeing a whole song done in a different style was really nice. Really nice. That's all I have to say about that. About that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, did you have anything to add, Dave? No, I, I'm just... Uh, intern Frank is reminding me that we're two minutes away, so I think we should uh, we should take a break here. You guys won't notice it on the podcast. Uh, it'll be just a nice fancy sound effect that uh, Intern Frank uh, throws in, and we will pick up next uh, shortly, or you'll hear it immediately. We'll be right back now. Now. Okay, and we're back. Nope, just kidding. <laughs> And we're back for real this time. Uh, we're in the meeting room of our hotel, uh-huh. and uh, Dave, you tried to unlock it, and it didn't <laughs> open. And then I just walked up to it, and I didn't even try to unlock it. I just opened the door, yeah, and we we're now in here. Here so. we are. Ethan has the magic touch. So uh, we did lose special guest Jackie Rossi. It's not the first time that she went to bed on us in the middle of an episode, but yeah, she is. Uh, well, she did have to, you know, chauffeur us all the way true. here. She, so. she, she did. Uh, <laughs> she did drive the entire the entire. Did way an excellent there. job driving. Yes. Yeah, yeah, fantastic, absolutely. And but we are still joined with special guest Jackson Scoggins, time traveler extraordinaire. That's right. Episode sixty nine inch guest and uh, episode four. This is. That's right. Oh, that's right. Um, and this Spoiler is. Spoiler alert. Come on. Uh, I'm sure doing this reintroduction is very annoying for everyone. Yeah. Because they yeah. just, they heard a little like I'm know, just harp pointing music. Out who's and, here. I know, I know. Ethan is here too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Dave forgot me. Uh, <laughs> In the intro. For, forgets. Five times. Um, so uh, we left off hearing the new version of Dare to be Stupid, which was, of course, tonight. The creepy Nancy's hot dog accident version. <laughs> yes. um, and so after Dare to be Stupid, um, oh, actually, no, we're not done with Dare to be Stupid. No, we're not. Um, so um, I raised my left hand uh, oh. as a volunteer, and I saw a few people next to me. Dave, did you raise your hand? Uh, I was next to you, but I did not raise my hand. Um, well, 
I saw a couple hands raised, so I wasn't sure if it was you, but I think for sure uh, former special guest Jackie and she's still uh, a special guest and future special <laughs> guest Aaron both raised their hands. I'm not sure which hands were raised, but I, I saw a flurry of hands to my my left. Flurry, uh, Zach, uh, a flurry is two. What? <laughs> what? So a flurry is equal to two? I suppose. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure I got my my, uh, context straight. Well, what I'm very curious is, Jackson, this was your first time Mm -hmm. uh, seeing Dare to be Stupid on this tour. Yep. Um, Did you raise any of your hands or any body parts? (laughs) Uh, No. Okay, I'm going to be honest. Why are we raising our hands? Am I missing something? When he says, make a mountain out of a molehill, can I have a volunteer? Oh, uh, yeah, no, I wasn't even. That's right. I've I've, hear, I've been hearing you guys talk about raising hands, and I was so confused. Like, yeah, that's that's deep in that song. I'm Sorry. not sure we ever clarified why we're raising hands. But. <laughs> That's a fair point, you know. Jackson does listen to our episodes, so if they can't, you know, make sense of something, they should definitely point it out to us yeah, so you know, we can you, clarify. Like, you guys mentioned a volunteer, because... and I, I don't know. I never put in the fact that that is a line in that song. So okay, it's just so deeply ingrained in in our uh, for Dave and I that we don't even think about that. So thank you for pointing that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're doing a disservice to our listeners. I will make sure that at the next time I hear that song, I will raise as many body parts as I can. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Family-friendly podcast forever. Uh, do you think that's a big dartboard? What do you think that is? <laughs> I think it's um, a whiteboard. Okay. Um, so then Al said after the song, what haven't we taught, what haven't we had yet? And then um, Steve was kind of... Ah, boo! (laughs) Okay, Uh, this is pretty great. Uh, Dave just opened up the dartboard, and uh, first, yeah, I just opened up the dart, the dart, the. the (laughs) It's not really a dartboard; it is a whiteboard. And the very first word I see written in blue ink is "intern," which is why I booed. Uh, I just want to read all of this. <laughs> it says Hawaii on there. It says team goals. One, every one in Hawaii. Wow. Every space that's one. A, that's a, that's a nah. goal. Uh, that's a big team. I'll, I'll skip out on, on the, the company name. Um, but <laughs> oh, Cruise with the boys. Twice. Cruise with the boys and effing E-F-F-I-N-G trophy. Space Why? Yeah. <laughs> we are the best briefcased in, in quotes. In quotes. <laughs> six top ten rookie interns. Six. Wow, they have six top ten rookie interns. <laughs> and all we have is one lousy, rotten, farting, fart butt intern Frank. <laughs> and then they go on to say, help everyone to finish, to the finish line. And then all caps are, what well, is this, Camelback? To be on Stage. Wow. <laughs> I wonder what the heck company this is. <laughs> Everyone in Hawaii is one of their team goals. It's a good goal. <laughs> Everyone in Hawaii. Even all their rookie interns, I suppose. I would never bring they have our six intern- top ten rookie interns. Now I gotta say, this is the part of the concert review where I turn uh, to double time because oh, okay. we're not talking about the concert. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, let's get back on. We'll talk extra fast. Okay. um, We got distracted by the dartboard. Um, (laughs) Still not a dartboard. Not helping. uh, So Steve was still kind of switching over to his base. 
and uh, Al called for a bass solo, mm-hmm. and he really had fun with this one. He yeah. sort of like would play a little thing and then stop and play a little thing, and then he got the whole the whole audience was like kind of clapping along. Yep. It was uh, one of the best bass solos I've seen this tour. It was a good bass solo. <laughs> I I was I was you know I saw it. I uh, was in the audience and it was good. <laughs> I did you know I know I definitely did uh, like like he was playing very well. Uh, I was about to take out my phone to record to send to a friend who's a bass player, but then it ended and the next thing started. Yes, which was went right into first world problems. Yep. <clears throat> And um, I think I've kind of pointed this out before. I think, Dave, we've had this discussion. But um, it seems that when Al is saying first world problems, that Kimo and Ruben are saying it at the same time. So they're, they're like uh, doubling or backing him. And then Steve and, and Bermuda sing together the, the kind of response first world. world problems. And I noticed with how the stage is laid out, it kind of makes an X hmm. Hmm. Wow. Um, when they're saying it. And... Uh, um, was was my reaction to that uh, better or worse than the other two reactions I've done? Like the, <laughs> <laughs> you seem to like Dave's uh, nonsense yeah. better than my nonsense, yeah, okay. and I, I'm I'm offended a little oh, bit. Yeah, well, you should be. Um, well, I have a quick question for for you folks, uh-huh. uh, and uh, don't do that because it's going to pick up on the microphone. What did I do? <laughs> You're scratching the table. Yeah. Can you hear that? If you, uh, so, um, <clears throat> in the song, of course, he mentions the uh, banana latte. So Vanilla latte. Is it vanilla or banana? Vanilla. All right. All right. So vanilla. Okay. Why do I keep hearing banana? It sounds weird. It sounds like, oh, oh, oh latte, okay, but it's vanilla. It's, it is right. vanilla. All right. So vanilla. Vanilla it, it, or banana. So either one, whichever you choose. If you see the square and it's yellow, then it's vanilla. <laughs> if you see the square and it's green, Al says banana. Did we see a square tonight? <laughs> we did. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We never even reported if we saw the square. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't see it till after the concert. I saw um, it. I saw it. In I its yellow it. majestic glory. <laughs> I saw it in its green majestic glory, and I also saw the green uh, rectangle next to Jim. So if you, uh, I forgot my point. So if you go, if you go, if you. Is it not banana? Vanilla, it's vanilla latte. Fine. If you go to a vanilla latte, and you go to the, if you order vanilla latte at the Coffee Bean on San Vicente Boulevard, are you in spirit of of you know being a Weird Al fan, or is that just does not that not count? Does that count as a spirit of going to the? You know what I'm, I'm looking at Jackson because I have no idea what you're talking about. If you go so in Craigslist, you would in this Craig album version of Craigslist, he goes to the coffee bean on San Vicente Boulevard. You and I were there, right? Mm-hmm. Point, right, mm-hmm. and we ordered uh, whatever the heck we orders in the song. So if you were to get another if coffee you, type drink that's mentioned in another song, right, and you ordered it there. Would it just be a regular trip to that coffee bean, order a regular banana vanilla latte, or would it be within the spirit of a Weird Al fan to do that? That's your question? Oh my gosh, you summarized that perfectly. You said exactly what was in my mind. (laughs) In that case, I think, I co-sign, I think that would be in the spirit of a Weird Al fan. Thank you. (laughs) I was just wondering. How about you, Ethan? Uh, I'll just stay out of this one. Plead the fifth. (laughs) 
I feel like it would be in the spirit as well. So mm-hmm. I think uh, I think we are in agreement there. Yeah, there we go. But would it could it be in the spirit if you go to any coffee shop? Why does it have to be that one? Because because it, it's mentioned a different song. song. It's a different album. If different. you go to if you go to any of the coffee shops if that mentioned on the album, which is the Coffee Bean on San Vicente Boulevard, which is the official one, or you go to any of the coffee shops that he's mentioned on tour, I feel like it would be the same. I think as someone who doesn't drink coffee, if I went and I ordered a vanilla <laughs> latte, it would just be in the spirit of Al. Because right, I wouldn't think to order that, but now I know. I, I, I like banana flavor, so... Or a banana latte. What if you ordered yeah. a banana latte? Do banana lattes exist? No. <laughs> <laughs> they should. They, they should. Um, now, I wanted to point out, uh, Al, um, I think, was referencing us during this song <laughs> no, when he wrote it. it. Um, cause he, <laughs> one of the lines is, I can't remember which car I drove to the mall. Um, oh. and we went to the mall of America. We, we, we had a rental car and I didn't remember what it looked like <laughs> when we came back. <laughs> Luckily, you know, Dave, you've had some more time with that car than I have. So I couldn't remember what car we drove to the mall of wow. America. So, um, you know, he definitely, that was definitely that was intentional. Def- definitely intentional. Man. Yeah, I of agree. course. Yeah. I agree. Although I remembered what what uh, what car we were driving because I'm wearing it on my shirt, right? Tercel, Tercel. Um, so <laughs> that's a joke for select people. Um, In my hat. So after uh, first world problems, unless yeah. you guys have anything to add. Us. Al said, "You ready?" He turned to Steve. Turned to to Bermuda. And uh, he said, five minutes every show, they go and practice Tai Chi. Yes. <laughs> For five, yeah, five minutes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and somebody in the audience at this point, oh, I said, uh, I guess he was trying to uh, figure out what song they could do without without them there. And, yeah, uh, somebody, yeah, Al said, what, what, what should we do, Jim? And somebody in the audience yelled out, Freebird. And Jim, resp- Kima responded, Freebird? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, this is like a, I think you said this is a Freebird demo. This is the demo of Freebird. <laughs> kind of, you know. Kinda, well, he said C sharp. Uh, well, he did say C sharp. So maybe he was saying he was going to do Freebird in free, free C sharp. And then I think they said it was a power ballad. And um, once they affirmed that it was a power ballad, um, they, they, they uh, said this song is dedicated to our close personal friends Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Yeah. Bum, bum. And they went into <laughs> You Don't Love Me Anymore. That's right. Uh, which was very good. I have one question. Y'all might, oh, that's, I, I, my question is answered on your notes right there. I was going to, he does a fake out in it, and uh, they're not really props in this. So there's uh, not the regular guitar fake out, but there was a fake out of something that he was using in Bob, which is... Yeah, the harmonica, and um, prior to this one, it was just when I saw You Don't Love Me Anymore in um, Chicago when Al did a fake out with the uh, Dingle Jingle, and um, that was the first time I had seen it on the tour, so I guess this was the, the first, first time, time, Dave, you saw a fake out. the first time I out. saw this, yeah, fake out, yeah, uh, yeah, so you picked up the harmonica. It was a funny moment. It was a very funny moment. I was so I forgot about the harmonica. I was looking. I'm like, he's probably not going to pick up the megaphone. And I was like, maybe he'll pick up the cowbell. But that's kind of a lot to pick up because he has to pick up the drumstick and the mm-hmm. cowbell. Mm-hmm. Um, so Al, Al sort of looked over. It looked like he was really looking. And then he saw the harmonica. And um, yeah, it was a great fake out. Mm-hmm. Great fake out. 
I also noticed, um, I think just with my angle, I don't know if, if uh, you folks noticed this, but um, there was a lot of like spittle and, and spit <laughs> from Al tonight uh, from, from my angle uh, as he's singing. I saw lots of uh, uh, mouth fireworks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Water droplets leave. Water droplets, yes. Yeah, yeah I, I was going to be kind and not point that out, but yes, I did see that as well. Well, it's just Al's giving it his all. I, I would be bummed if I didn't see that every once in a while. Well, it's those two, it's those two red solo cups. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> They're there to catch all of his spittle. <laughs> no, I was saying that's what's oh. giving him spit. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, You Don't Love Me Anymore was great. Um I love the fake out. And uh, then Steve and Bermuda came back. Uh, Steve gave a little bow to show that he had uh, been practicing his Tai Chi. <laughs> well, Al, Al said, uh, ah, they're back. Uh, and then he turned to Steve. He said, um, do you feel more centered? There it was. And that's when and then Steve, yeah, Steve kind of put his bow. hands together and did a little bow. <laughs> and Steve said, highly. <laughs> and then he asked uh, pretty much the same. Oh, well, no, Steve didn't say highly just yet. Um, Al said, oh, yes. uh, Steve, are you amenable to rocking? Mm-hmm. And that's when Steve said highly. And he goes, oh, you're highly amenable. And then um, Al turned to Jim and he said, uh, how do you feel about the general concept uh, of rocking? And Jim said, I feel affirmative. He just said affirmative. Affirmative, yeah. yeah. And uh, so then um, they agreed they were going to rock. And so, Al- well, I think they asked us as well. Did they not? I'm sure they did. Yes. I think they asked Audience us. cheered. Yeah. And Al said, For those about to rock, we salute you. And they went into Young, Dumb, and Ugly. Yep. This is interesting. I don't know if I've seen this before or not, but uh, at the beginning of the song, uh, there's these these searchlights that sort of go out over top of the audience, and there's that the first time I noticed that, or at least the first time I I felt like I needed to mention it. It felt new to me too. Yeah. So I, based on both of us, either we both need to get more <laughs> sleep and <laughs> pay attention better. But I think it was new, and uh, it really worked with kind of how tall the ceiling was and yeah. how wide open. It cool. It uh, there was a lot of good f- fog. It just it seemed like. You know, like you said, searchlights. Yeah, searchlights yeah. over the audience. Multicolored searchlights, rainbow searchlights, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I did notice, uh, you've pointed this out before, but uh, Al does a little sign language as he's spelling out T-R-U-B-E-L. And I noticed that the B-E-L, he sort of spelled out in sign language. Yep. Again. Mm-hmm. That was cool. I, that, that might, that's not new, but it was sort of new to me to be able to see that. <clears throat> and uh, during the song, Steve... Uh, Steve Who's who's the lead singer in this band? Oh, Weird Al. Alfred. Weird Al. Alfred takes out his cell phone, and he he took a picture of Jim, and then he took three pictures of the audience, and then he put the cell phone away. So he did not take a picture of Steve today, which he has done in the past. Yeah, this was the second time in a row that uh, Al snubbed Steve, (laughs) and I I felt very – I was upset. I did take three pictures of the audience. He did. I did give uh, my thumbs up. I tried to do both of our hand signals, Dave. Since you refused to try and do our hand signals, you do the thumbs up. Um, now, I noticed something, and I don't know if we've talked about this before, but Al keeps his cell phone in his left pocket, his left front pocket. And that's also where I keep my cell phone. That's in tribute to you. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he's doing that because of you. Do you, where where do you <laughs> you folks keep your cell phones? Which pocket? Uh, I think it's normally my right. 
So I wear I wear I wear my cargo shorts in the summer, and I keep it in my pocket on the right, but you know, in the cargo short. Oh, the bottom. So it was Al was doing it in honor of me. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I thought you guys were joking about that. <laughs> no, completely serious. I mean, the only time I wouldn't would put it in my left uh, cargo pocket would be is if I'm have a water bo- a bottle hanging from my right side, then it would hit the cell phone. So I would put it on the other side. What? So it's possible that Al was doing it for me in the when I'm wearing my uh, big <laughs> metal water bottle when I'm out for a walk. <laughs> Although I really feel like he did it for you. Yes, I, I think that's obvious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're in agreement. He's putting his phone in his left pocket in tribute to Ethan. Yes. Um, right. Normally he keeps it in a different pocket, but just for tonight. <laughs> um, so then Al picks the accordion up. And he said this next song is from In 3D. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is a story I, I believe Al's told before. He said um, the re- this yeah. this song, um, uh, Al wanted it to be the first single because after uh, Ricky on the first album, he wanted it to be an original song. And uh, the record company responded and they said, they think this uh, Michael Jackson song has potential. <laughs> and Al said it was the first and only time a rec- record executive was right. Correct. Yes. <laughs> sort of a, a question for for you. If that's, which the story, I, I've heard Al say that story mm-hmm. before, many mm-hmm. times before, so I believe it's true. I got to ask about, uh, if Al wanted that song to be the first single, why did he not push for it to be the second single and instead release King of Suede as the second single off of Weird Al Yankovic in 3D? I have to assume it's just the parody, you know? Mm, they, they probably just wanted the parodies to go out. Yeah. It's pretty rare for... I, I guess I'd have to look at all the singles that have been released, but they're typically the parodies that get released as singles. Yeah, well, Dare to be Stupid, One More Minute off of uh, you know, Dare to be Stupid. Right. Both are singles. That well, maybe are maybe that's when Al decided. He's like, all right, well, I didn't get to do it for my <laughs> second album, so the third album, mm-hmm. I'll, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll push for... It's, uh, it's interesting that he tells that story that he's pushing for Midnight Star, which is the song to be uh, that he played to be the lead single off of the album, but then later on he didn't push for it to be... Or maybe he did, and, it, and they made him do King of Suede but it was interesting it's or maybe it's single. just Eat It got so big that he's just like I don't even care like <laughs> <laughs> let's book true. a bigger tour let's uh, get bigger venues um, through the TV appearances um, yeah so we had Midnight Star and uh, I just you know there's something about this song I just love anything from In 3D feels special to me so it's it's you know I, I loved it I love every time mm. he plays it yep I don't know why I wrote down 12 items or less slash fewer, but I did. Well, because uh, Al has the video of Oh, that's right. Correcting. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. He, he says 12 items or less, but he has, does not stop. Oh, here's a, here's a Dave suggestion if uh, Frank wants to get the music ready, if Ethan wants to co-sign this one. is uh, You know how he stops in Albuquerque and he, uh, he mentions, you know, apologizes for the hermaphrodite and uh, that's thanks to our special guest Jackie Rossi who is mm-hmm. sleeping in the other room uh, well, <laughs> is uh so I was this, my suggestion is that he can stop and say that that uh midnight star has a word crime and he can say uh, instead of 12 items or less he should say 12 it really should be 12 items or fewer 
So there's a Dave suggestion. Um, I'm not co-signing that one, Dave. I, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I hear agree. the music anyway. I, I agree. Um, it's not. <laughs> but Dave, but Ethan didn't co-sign. Jackson didn't share their opinion. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that settles it. <laughs> well, that cleared it up. Um, and I noticed. I don't, I don't know if this is something that uh, Kimo always does, but he sort of ended the song with a, a pretty rad little guitar riff. Or solo, and I don't know if that was new or him playing around, or if that's just something I haven't really um, been looking at him at that exact moment for uh, in the past. But I wanted we'll to, to note uh, that. We'll um, to, yeah, I'm gonna watch for that. that. All right, I think. Uh, All right, so the next song uh, Al talks about a couple years back. He was with his family at uh, Disneyland, uh, and he was riding the boat and Adventureland. And uh, the skipper on uh, Jungle Cruise mentioned something about a failed acting career. He went home and wrote this classic song <laughs> off of Apocalypse, Skipper Dan. That's right. And um, he did say, um, uh, I think as he said in Chicago, that while um, he doesn't know the name of said skipper, uh, in his heart and mind, uh, his name is Dan. Yeah, this is the definitely definitely the first time I heard him say that he he didn't remember the name. And I know that in the past we have uh, mentioned on the podcast we've we've asked that same question, or at least I certainly have, whether or not uh, the skipper was named Dan or not, and we wanted some clarification around that. So it's nice to hear that Al apparently must have listened to that episode and uh, decided to clarify that for us. So I think that's really and as nice far as I know, he he's only said that it shows that either you or I are present at yeah. So that's pretty so. cool. So he also he also must have listened to an episode because he did not mention the ride being problematic because it is not anymore. That's right. We we talked all about uh, Jackson's so, so sharing yeah, I guess information. We should, I, yeah, I guess we should <laughs> clarify that Jackson is is probably the Jungle Cruise uh, the. Dave and Ethan of Jungle Cruise, I guess. <laughs> the lead aficionado yeah, when it comes the, yeah. to the Jungle Cruise ride. Super yeah. fan of Jungle Cruise. I'm a big Jungle Cruise fan, big uh, Disneyland, Adventureland kind of as a whole. So with the uh, for the opening day of the uh, Jungle Cruise, without the politically incorrect undertones, I was on <laughs> the uh, first boat. And, the Maiden uh, Voyage. The Maiden so Voyage, cool. yes. And there's a video. There's a video of, of you, Jackson. If you, if you search like first it. boat Jungle Cruise, you can see me right on there. That's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and you were also at the premiere. Yes, I was also at the premiere. So yeah, I was not. You you got you got the story a little bit wrong on a oh, past okay. episode. Episode episode. I was not on the boat with uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but uh, but I was right there as he exited the boat on the red carpet, waving in the background. He took a selfie. Uh, that I'm in the background. <laughs> wow. So awesome. Yeah, yeah. So was it, uh, did they just take the, the ride themselves? No yeah, other yeah, fans? They, they took the ride by themselves. And then, uh, so yeah, I mean, I had to spend like an hour and a half circling Adventureland so that I could be in the perfect spot for when they walk off the ride. <laughs> um, because like, you know, like they wouldn't allow you to, but then like they realized that we were just circling for like an hour. And so they were like, you really want to be here. You're just, you know, come okay, on. That's okay. awesome. You know, kind of reminds me of uh, when I really wanted to be first in line on the star. That's right. And they were just like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> that's by right. they, I mean Dave. 
<laughs> for those who don't who don't remember episode 69 inch uh, and what jack why we had jackson on the podcast is because they were the very first person like for 24 hours mm-hmm. just s- sitting <laughs> at the star and when vicky devries friends with cheese and i went there at midnight just to just to kind of see what it would look like before it got unveiled <laughs> just this this poor person sitting out <laughs> on the street and that is my first exposure to jackson and back in 2018 dave yeah. would you have expected that uh this crazy individual <laughs> <laughs> would be uh sharing a, a car trip with you and attending a concert and talking on a podcast with you <laughs> yeah of course okay <laughs> me as well me as well um this was a great rendition of skipper dan um one thing I was really excited about was um, sometimes it's hard to hear Al with the megaphone mm-hmm. when he does that part. And I know Steve's commented to us uh, in the past about Al trying different things to make it more clearly. I don't know what Al did differently tonight, but I could hear everything very clear. Maybe it's just because it's in the front row, um, but I could hear it very clear, very crisp. Um, usually I can hear like the second two, but the the tiger one. Um mm-hmm which I, I can't quote exactly right now. Uh, I usually don't hear all of that, and I sort of just... Uh, the tiger, that Bengal one, tigers you know, can jump over. They can jump over six feet, uh, which which the, the... It's not in the song, but the, uh, the punchline to that joke is, good thing that we're only five feet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, and... Uh, so, Jackson, you've heard us talk about the waterfall lights. Mm-hmm. Did you see the waterfall lights? I did. I did. I was very excited to see the backside of water all across uh, the so what, Mayo Clinic Event Center. Yeah, so what did you think of it? Did I, you, it was very nice. Yeah. It was uh, It was uh, just as I remember through all the times I've ridden it. <laughs> did, did it was it worth all the uh, hullabaloo that, that uh, we've given on, on the podcast? Oh, 100%. Okay. 100%. Yeah, no. Excellent. I feel like that uh, my my only comment about this is I felt like the waterfall wasn't the lighting wasn't as strong as it's been in, in previous shows. Yeah, I think they had a lighter lighter light setup tonight um, because it's not a typical venue, maybe with okay. house lights as well. They, they, very they probably had to rely on you know what they trucked. So the waterfall uh, was definitely there. I just felt I felt a little disappointed in it having seen it. On other in other venues. Well, I can't wait to be even more blown away. Next yeah. Time. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, so this was great. So Al sort of changed something up. Um, he said uh, he's known for two things. Well, before we get well, there, well, let, let me. Okay, okay. So first of all, I would like to say that I also knew that this was changed because I've listened to the podcast so much. <laughs> I, I, I was I was waiting for him to say I was well he didn't say unbridled. <laughs> and then he didn't say the the next part of it either. Yeah. So, did you have something? Well, I was gonna I was gonna comment. I know that you didn't write down this prediction, but is it safe to say that uh, Skipper Dan was Jackson's song of the night? I think he he did. Did you write? I wrote down my prediction for yours, but I also wrote down Dave's on the same piece of paper. Do, am I supposed to say it now? It's up to you. I mean, I, Skipper. This, yeah, Skipper Dan was my song of the night. Yes, does, I was. Frank wanna. Get the theme music ready for that. Well, as we long should... as Jackson doesn't reveal what I wrote down for Dave's, uh, Jackson, you could check yeah, to see if check. I was right. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Um, but this is it's Jackson's pick of the night. <laughs> and Jackson, what did I write down as my guess for 
your song of the night. Skipper Dan. Woo! So not only Dave do I know you, I know Jackson as well. So my my perfect record can only be broken. <laughs> so I, hopefully I get your pick of the night. I Dave. didn't I didn't get to make a pick, but I definitely would have picked uh, Skipper Dan. I don't know why. Uh uh. Uh, 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 no, I mean he's for, not saying for no. his pick. He's saying if he was picking for, for, oh, for okay, your pick. Yeah. Okay, okay, if okay. Dave just was to make sure. Just to make sure. Reveal my song. Okay, I was like, I was like, oh. So uh, I lost my spot in my notes. Yeah. So the self-aware. Al says he's a self-aware person. Um, two things about him about that everyone is really knows: red and, hot sexual energy <laughs> and his collection. Of pre-World War II Hummel figurines. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was amazing. And then he, and then he just went straight into generic here's a blues. Here's a song called Generic Blues. I feel like that joke was... I mean, yes, it's funny for anyone, but I think it was targeted at us and our listeners <laughs> who were expecting the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You the, know, the blues reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. The uh, king of American blues music, or whatever he has said. Yeah, because that's the th- is that is that the joke just doesn't it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't use the punchline, right? You know, I mean, it's 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 a joke, sure. It, the setup just, doesn't work. The setup doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Generic blues, and I'm so happy that that he used my suggestion mm-hmm. as uh, Blair yeah, reminded we, me. I don't know if it was your. Maybe Jackson can help us, but um, Jackson, you haven't heard. Blair said it was my suggestion. Well, <laughs> which which episode? Special guest Blair Freeman. You haven't heard it yet, but on um, the first Chicago review, Blair pointed out that um, one of our suggestions was taken, mm-hmm. and blue lights were added to generic blues. Mm. Do you recall? <laughs> that, someone recommending that? Yeah, either Dave uh, or myself. I actually that that does sound. That does sound like something that someone would have said. Yes. Because when Blair pointed it out, I had no memory of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, yeah, sure. Okay. I'll give it to you. Well, I'm taking credit for it. Cool. So I'm so glad that Al is continuing to use my suggestion yes. of using blue lights for generic blues. Until I can be proven otherwise. <laughs> and uh, I, I mentioned in Chicago when he did generic blues, he sort of did like a, a staccato. Um, Blues so bad, and I did not notice that tonight. So that was a Chicago exclusive, apparently. <laughs> um, and I can't read what this says. We're getting to the close of the... Oh, are we moving on? Yeah, but what does this say? I... Silence as we try and read my hieroglyphic... I don't know. I'll go, go and you can figure it out. I will right, skip it. We're getting to the uh, close of the show. I wrote over my notes. Um, he said he wanted to tell a story, so, yeah. a story about America, more specifically, a story about Minnesota, more specifically, about a man named Francis A. Johnson out of Darwin, Minnesota. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> and now we're going to be kicked out. Yep. <laughs> so, but this is, Jackson, this was your first time hearing Al actually say Darwin I, on stage. I was so, so excited to hear him say Darwin. Because, you know, I mean, he's been there. He knows that it's Darwin. But I do have to take a little bit of credit, personally, for him oh. starting to say it. Oh? Because, you know, I mean, it, it's it's almost as if he's hearing the word Darwin read, uh, like, once a week uh, <laughs> in the podcast he listens to. That's true. That's true. So. I, or, or our sponsors discover Darwin uh, more than just the twine ball. Yeah. That's right. Discover yeah. Darwin.biz. 
Yeah, I mean, if, if if he's if he's hearing the word Darwin as many times as I'm hearing it, he might be inspired to put it Ooh. into the. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did say Darwin, and he he went a little further with the story than he normally does, mm-hmm. um, and he talked about how uh, Francis spent his whole life um, winding twine um, into epic proportions, <laughs> or until epic proportions. I don't know how he said it. Um, but then he talked about, um, the largest ball of twine in the world. Right. In Kansas. Yes. And he talked about the, um, the shallow, oh, what did he say? <laughs> shallow. <laughs> Good question. Uh, some kind of, maybe people? some kind of shallow people. Shallow people, and then he said, I despise them. Wow. Wow, that's harsh. But yeah, so the, so the song was the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. As soon as the crowd heard this song and realized what was happening, oh. uh, they, they enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> yes. Uh, we are, of course, in Minnesota. This mm-hmm. is the first time that any of us has her, have heard the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota performed in Minnesota. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course, uh we were with Erin, who has heard it multiple times. Uh, being from being Minnesota from, herself. Being from yes. Minnesota, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, and she warned us that uh, this would be a very interesting song to hear live in Minnesota. I don't think it disappointed. I oh, no. I mean, was, was totally into well, it. The thing is, it's such a popular song that people are usually super excited when, um, <laughs> when the song is played. But I think it was... Very obvious that people were extra excited uh, tonight when they got to hear it yeah, in their hometown. Sure. It was cool. It was a, it was a fun experience. Uh, I didn't write a lot about it because I was just kind of paying attention to the song. Yeah. Um, it was great. I mean, Al, Al hit all the notes. He, he uh, sang all the words. And um, <laughs> it was before – it wasn't before too long <laughs> – <laughs> Dave's taking a picture of it, uh, trying to smile and do all this. Um, so uh, we're getting really silly now. The the show sort of ended um, sleep deprivation because it then went into the fake out before the encore. And well, I will we'll point out that uh, Al did get a standing ovation. Uh, oh, absolutely! After the I don't think we have to point that Al always gets a standing ovation um, before we. Uh, but it was. It's important because it is. Uh, it, it it was important for when we get into the the next song. Uh, however, well, however, uh, I would also like to point out uh, which we which we forgot to mention way back like six hours ago when we started this <laughs> podcast is that uh, Emo Phillips also got a standing ovation. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me talk about what um, what the guys were doing during the fake encore. Um, so the first thing I saw was Ruben stood up and noticed you and I sitting right in the front row, right in line of him. <laughs> and he started uh, pointing at us, putting his hand to his ear and kind of egging us on, um, I believe, asking for us to yell El Maestro. And did you? I did. Wow. I Good. said El Maestro. Good. You know, it went against my, you know, moral dilemma of, of what, do I say it during the show or not. This was not technically during the show. This was during a portion where Al was not performing 
and it was being specifically requested of me. Yep. Of, uh, like, of you. Of me, yeah. specifically. So, of wow. course, I had to um, I had to comply. I don't think you're any better than a Nazi. <laughs> well. <laughs> and I don't think Al thinks that either. And I think Al thinks that. Yes. I don't think Al noticed. I think Al was, I was, think Al was busy one. doing his normal thing. <laughs> Al was actually looking at his phone. I don't know if you noticed this. Al was looking at his phone, and Ruben sort of like <laughs> took over. a, yeah, a peek. Ruben was, was looking over his shoulder trying to figure out what Al was looking at. <laughs> and then as soon as, Al, as Ruben saw, he uh, he act um, disgusted and shook his finger at Al. Yes, and Al <laughs> kind of walked away like, don't look at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw uh, Bermuda cleaning his uh, drum shield, yeah. and... Uh, Steve waved to me, and I, uh, in response, I bowed at him mm-hmm. like he did after his Tai Chi. Uh-huh. And in response to that, he bowed back at me. There you go. Wow. Um, so before we get into more, Al, I wanted to point out something that was um, maybe the first time this has happened, this tour, that I've noticed. Al did not mention Weird the Al Yankovic story at all. Oh. There was no UHF. There was no Nature Trail to Hell. There was no... Uh, mention of it just randomly. So I thought that was pretty unique, especially um, because as we heard from the internet and friends, um, the the previous show, they actually recorded audience noise for Weird the Al Yankovic story. So it should have been fresh in in his mind, but he did not mention it at all during the show. That's a good catch. Maybe he's uh, done with it. Yeah, it's uh, scrapped. <laughs> he's, just, he's over it. Yeah. He's like, I'm done. I'm like, I'm done. Like, can't think about it anymore. <laughs> he's probably wa- he probably watched it like ten times today. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't blame him. Well, so then Al. Um, yeah. So so the audience, continued. of course, was standing throughout the entire um, entire what thing. We don't have a name for it yet. Uh, the pre encore pre encore thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he said, well, as long as you guys are standing, uh, it's time for the audience participation point. Everyone please yell out. Yeah, audience request. And uh, d- d- what was your request? Did uh, you request anything? I actually requested two things. I know you only asked for one. I requested uh, Dave Nathan's 2000 Weird Al podcast theme song. Uh-huh. I said, or a song about a red rump, the Goody. And what did you oh, say? I said, Dave Nathan's 2000 Weird Al podcast. And then I forgot to say theme song. So then I said, <laughs> theme song. I said David Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast, and I forgot to say a theme song, and then I didn't follow up with theme song. Oh, so if only you had if said I, oh, theme song, man. this probably would have got it. Oh, yeah, it's all Jackson. Yeah, sorry, oh. guys. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, uh, despite that, um, Al needs to check his hearing, because he said it was unanimous, and... Um, Obviously, it wasn't because Jackson messed it up and yeah. blew it yeah. like a hooligan. Uh, hooligan. <laughs> um, but Al said it was a unanimous request for an old Wilson Pickett song. Yeah. And uh, he said it's a uh, it's a dancing song. <laughs> so be careful dancing on top of your metal folding chairs. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and he says, uh, this song begins with me saying, one, two, three. Yep. He said, one, two, three. And... Uh, <laughs> So this song is is the the title is called Land of a Thousand Dances, um, but it's that song that has the na 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 So it's a very very fun song to sing along to the entire audience. Well, during the Nas, 
<laughs> it's fun to sing along during the Nas. I don't. I guess. Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't know any of the other. I ones. don't know any. I didn't know the name of the song. I didn't know the artist, but I knew those Nas. I knew those Nas like nobody's business. Indeed, uh, "Land of a Thousand Dances" by Wilson Pickett is the official uh, cover song. Yes, the Nana Nas. I don't know if he's done. I don't know if he did this on the last tour. If he's done this, he did do it on the last tour. Yeah, it sounds I'm, like Phil. Like, like and he it has. looks like he did do it already this tour. Oh. So it would be the second time he did it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Cool. Yep. It was at a show we were not at. Well, that's why I didn't know he did it. That's right. This tour. They finished it up with one last song, the unplugged medley. Oh, there was a comment too about. Uh, was this where he made the comment about uh, about a. Uh, he said, I want to sincerely thank each and every one of you. Um, oh, maybe it was before uh, before Twine Ball, he said. At some point he said a comment, didn't he say, about uh, uh, we're almost to the end of this, the show, and everyone then everyone Oh, that was going, before Twine Ball. Yeah. Yep. And, then, then, and then he's like, oh, you know how that passage of time works. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got a good laugh at that one. Now, uh, so he obviously went in to f- finish the show with Unplugged Medley. Yeah. And this may be another, um, you know, sleep deprivation symptom, but uh, it seemed as though the lighting was different, and it started with just uh, Chemo playing guitar, and all the lights were on him. They were all blue, and they were all focused on Chemo um, for the intro to uh, Amish Paradise. Yep. So Amish Paradise smells like Nirvana, white and nerdy, word crime Joda with the Yoda chant. Is all in the medley. I have a couple comments about a few of these songs. Let's uh, see if Jackson has anything to add. This is your first time seeing this song. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Is this uh, arrangement? I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, you know, I, I appreciated the Yoda chant. Uh, <laughs> I, I was the Yoda chant done on uh, the Mandatory World Tour. You guys know. I believe yes, so. Yes, it was. Okay. Well, that was that was my very first Red All show, so I didn't even pick up that it was happening. I was so overwhelmed with emotion. <laughs> so this was my first time seeing the Yoda chant, knowing what I was in for. <laughs> Remembering what you was Knowing happening. what was going on, you know. <laughs> and so I was very excited to finally get to see it. Um, and, uh, you know, the being a Disney fan, there's the Grim Grinning Ghosts in there. Oh. Yep. But then there's also Hawaiian War chant, which is an enchanted tiki room. Uh, but they are uh, a little bit more using uh, the Spike Jones and the City Slickers, uh, you know, accompaniment arrangement uh, with like the the goofy little sound that the other two are making. But uh, that is a song that's in Enchanted Tiki Room, which is in Adventureland, which is where Jungle Cruise is. Wow. Yeah. Wait, so is that second one, the Tiki one, is that where Bermuda does the weird noise in the back? Uh, it's a ba ba da ba da ba da ba da ba da ba da ba ba da 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 you know, those kind of noises. It might be that one, and, and that's probably why I'm making me think of Spike Jones is because the Spike Jones version of that song has so many goofy sounds okay. in the background. That's probably the same song I'm thinking of. I'll let you know next time. Okay. okay. Well, so anyway, I, I just, <laughs> I know we've talked about this before. We've noticed that like one time Bermuda did like a really uh, exceptionally weird noise <laughs> and it made him and Ruben start laughing. And I just noticed, I've noticed a few times and I wanted to point out that 
it seems like when Bermuda's doing the weird noises, him and Ruben sort of lock eyes. And I think they're both just, like, having fun with it. And, <laughs> you know, it's just fun to, to see that on stage. You guys jumped a little bit ahead to the other champ, but that's okay. Uh, I did want to point out uh, Amish Paradise uh, reminded me of something that happened at the Mall of America. Oh, yeah. yeah the, uh, we were randomly heading over to the roller coaster, and believe it or not, we walked right past this gentleman who had to be an Amish person. He must have been. All <laughs> three of us thought he was Amish. So. We, he was wearing a straw hat. He had the Amish beard, no mustache, mm-hmm. and, his, and his clothes had no buttons on them. Oh, they didn't? I, not that I could tell. They weren't all black, though. Yeah, well, I did see I did see an Amish family at the Denver airport today. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. wow. What are they doing there? <laughs> they they uh, they I think they they do this thing where they like go on a big trip. It's like the only time they touch oh. things that aren't a buggy. Seems like there's a lot of exceptions when it comes to the Amish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe there's time for Amish Paradise Part Two. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so that was one. Uh, the second one. Um, I wanted to point out that although I couldn't see him, if you remember uh, during Smells Like Nirvana, we did run into Skylar, a.k.a. Oh, yeah. Kurt Cobain. Uh, so I was thinking that if if uh, Skylar was here, a.k.a. Kurt Cobain, this probably would be his song of pick of the night. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. At least I was thinking about him it's during Skylar. the song. <laughs> we don't know that. But, uh, and then for the Yoda chant, I mean, you guys did a great job summarizing that, rising. That I felt that this was really one of the best ones I've seen on the tour. So oh, yeah. Far. That was I great. I thought this was a really good one. The Yoda chant, there's something, ev- like, as amazing as it is, there's something even better when you're up close and you can yeah. really – see the facial expressions and the guys in unison. There's just little cool things like uh, at one point uh, Steve Steve, uh, wears his bass guitar during the Yoda chant and at one point he kind of picked up the bass guitar like he was uh, like like lifting it up. That was pretty cool. Hmm. Um, Like in, in, you know, in sync with the with the motions. Oh, okay. Uh, So it was intentional. It was Um, part of his dance. Yeah, Jim... uh, Grammy Award winning Jim Kimo West, he takes his guitar off for that, which I always thought was interesting because then he mm. has to then reach for his pick and put it back on at the end of the song. But I guess yep. that's just a personal choice. Yeah. Yeah. And I did see uh, Ruben in the background kind of uh, uh, doing some extra yells and stuff, which uh, <laughs> didn't I notice the other guys were doing. I mean, it, part of the song, you know, he, yeah. he has to do extra yells. Uh, it wasn't like he was going off script. He was staying on script, but... That was pretty cool. So, it, it definitely, but definitely, we had a good view of the Yoda chant. I felt it was a good one. And I felt like the audience uh, really sort of probably was mesmerized for this one. I thought, yeah, I thought that they, you know, really, a lot of people probably seeing this for the first time or the yeah, first time for in a sure. long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had so so I, I um I tonight reminded me of something I I should have mentioned on uh, episode. Ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode 26 centimeter, uh, the second Chicago show. Uh, technically, it was after the legal end time, but um, I don't believe Al did the woo part uh, at the end um, during Yoda for that one. Uh, he did do it tonight. Okay. <laughs> I, I, it's been eating it up. It's, up I can, uh, I can tell it was time. important for you to clarify that. <laughs> so the official end time I have is 1029. 1029. All right. And uh, then we were <laughs> interesting moment. Uh, you ended up getting a set list. I don't know how. Aaron ended up getting a set list, and I went over to see if I could get myself a set list. And JW said to me, "Well, do you want one tonight or tomorrow?" 
<laughs> well, of course you want the one from your birthday. I want the one for my birthday, so I said, well, of course I want tomorrow, and he didn't give me one tonight. <laughs> I believe this is the first set list I've gotten from JW this whole wow. tour. Because hmm? uh, if you remember, uh, oh, no, he did give one of us uh, one on the first show um, after we oh, got, after, yes. we got one from Jeff McClelland, and then uh, he went and got us another one. But uh, aside oh. from that, that was my first set list given to me by JW. I've wow. gotten him from other people, but um, <laughs> he's stingy. Yes, well, <laughs> he gives them away to the VIPs. Yeah, he wants, we're not VIP. Yeah, he wants to give them away to, you know, people usually little kids and yeah. people who paid for VIP. So, uh, yeah, so Erin had VIP, so she ran off with the VIP crowd. Uh, I know, then we, we headed out. Uh, we were meeting Jared and Dan and Rocky and their group of friends outside. Um, well, if we're finally on the topic of Dan, we can finally talk about the great <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yes. Let's talk about Dan's awesome tattoos. So Dan has – I knew that Dan had a Weird Al Yankovic signature on his arm. Oh, um, does he? Yes. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. I took a picture with it. Or Jackie took a picture with it. One of us. I, it's, I have a picture with it. Um so Dan has a, a weird out his weird out signature on his arm, uh, and uh, he did not know this, but he also has Emo Phillips signature on the other arm with a little doodle. With a little doodle, and he said that it's it's actually Emo's signature and it's actually Emo's doodle. That's so cool. So yeah, it looks pretty great. cool. Like so, I was like, I was fascinated by his uh, Emo tattoos. Is the first time I've seen that. The first time I think I've probably seen. Well, I may have seen the the. I can't remember if I saw the, the signature or not before, but it's Weird Al's signature. I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I wanted a picture of our two tattoos together. And, and oh, that's nice. When he, that's when he re- re- revealed that he had the emo tattoo. Which that's great. Awesome. And tell the funny story and hope I'm not – hope I'm allowed to, to repeat this. But basically when he went in to get that tattooed over, the, the woman giving him the tattoo was like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> For the emo tattoo. So he's like, that's yes, hilarious. yes, I'm sure. No, that so, makes it better. So yeah. she uh, – how could offend yourself? Yeah, right. tattoo <laughs> Well, so while we were out there, um, a guy approached us, and he's someone that we saw when we were waiting in line to get into the venue, and he pointed, he, he stuck out to me because he was wearing the Hawaiian shirt, he was wearing the bucket hat, he was wearing yeah. uh, other thing. I was like, wow, this guy Tour obviously shirt, yeah. has been to uh, a show on this tour before, so we probably should know this guy if we don't. Um, and well, it was, he knows you. Yeah, it was great because after the show, he came up to us, introduced himself. He's a listener of the podcast, Scott from Omaha. Nice. Hi, Scott. Thanks. Yeah, so it was really great. So he's been to, uh, I think, three shows, including this one, this tour, and uh, hitting went, a couple more. He went to last night, correct? He got to yes. be part of the... That's, that's right. right. That's right. He's in the movie. I'm he's so jealous. Movie, yeah. Yeah. I wish we, you know, I wish we had picked that show to go to. I know. I How great be, would it be to be in the movie? Weird, the Al Yankovic yeah. story movie. That would have been so freaking awesome. Yeah. It would be pretty stinking majestic. That too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so before we we took <laughs> off, uh, Dave, I don't know. Yeah. So you started taking pictures of a police car. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so this is funny. I was, I was as we were sitting around, you know, the group of us chatting. I look over and there's a a police car, you know, parked right out front, just you know, just to be there. And nothing nefarious, <laughs> nefarious going on uh, at the uh, at the venue. But there's a police car and an ambulance just parked out front, just in case. And the police car uh, from Mankato Police was 
car number 27. Which Whoa! was on purpose, Which, obviously. I, it had to be. It was like they must have known that to send the, the car number 27 to the Weird Al concerts. That was really... That was really pretty stinking majestic, too, to see Police Car 27. I went over and started taking pictures of it, and then I think everybody kind of caught on. was like, oh, 27, and started taking pictures. So <laughs> I didn't take a picture of it. No, I didn't want to get arrested. Not everybody, but. <laughs> <laughs> I was just hoping that the police officer was, like, thinking, what is going on? <laughs> was, was the police officer in the car? I don't believe so. I believe the police officer was just walking around. Oh, okay. Just okay. Kind of, but I believe the car. The, I mean, just, again, nothing nefarious was right. going on. That I can tell at the concert. Well, Dave, I, I believe we're kind of at the time where you need to pick your song of the night. Do do you have that in mind, or do we need to go through the songs again? It's a tough one because uh, there were two choices uh, for me, but I mean, I'm pretty sure. You tell that... me when it's time for Frank to play the the song. <laughs> okay. Did we ever untie Frank from the back of the bumper? Crap! I knew I was forgetting something. <laughs> Who's like been a... playing yet? <laughs> Well, I can fill in. He's been, he's been, I, I, I don't he's, feel like going to find Frank. He's been driving. The, he's been driving in, playing the song, and then driving back to the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I, I will just say that that. Uh, Do I have to play the song? No, not yet. I'll tell okay. you when to play the song. In Frank's absence, but you will have to play the song soon. Okay, but uh, I don't have practice. I've never played it before, so. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> In, I will say that with that, I really felt very strong that the unplugged medley, not the entire unplugged medley, but definitely the Yoda chant portion of the unplugged medley, was really strong tonight. It was perhaps one of the best Yoda chants I've seen, and it's a definitely high honorable mention. However, um, I feel like. Uh, I need to, uh, because I am, we haven't talked about this yet, Uh, we talked about Jackson wearing the We Hate Intern Frank t-shirt, Ethan is wearing an I'll Be Mellow When I'm Dead t-shirt, which was not played tonight. I am wearing a t-shirt that our friend Jeremy Samples got me when he visited the Twine Ball in Minnesota. I'm reading it upside down. It says, World's Largest largest Twine Ball Made by One Man, Darwin, Minnesota. It's a blue tie-dye t-shirt. I wore that because I was really hoping to hear this song. I'm so glad I got to hear it in Minnesota itself. Frank, hit that music. It, it's Dave's Pick of the Night. Dave's Pick of the Night with a stutter in the beginning of it. Well, that's because Frank ran in and, and messed it up. <laughs> it is, of course. It's got to be the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. All right, let's unfold it. Two for two. Oh! Hundred percent accuracy so far, Dave. Although you only wrote twine ball, you didn't write the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. That's true. That's true. That that so could have that could have meant Bob. That could have meant <laughs> could have meant unplugged medley. Yeah. <laughs> what else could twine <laughs> ball mean? Well, and so uh, since the uh, our Patreon, our wonderful Patreon supporters, uh, don't haven't gotten to listen to. Uh, 25 and 26 centimeter Jackson. I got both of those correct too. Well, there you e- go. Even though Dave wasn't there, he still picked, <laughs> and I still got it right. <laughs> so I am undefeated. I have never gotten it wrong, and I'm sure that's going to change very soon. But in the meantime, I'm just going to enjoy um, keeping my record strong, even adding in the Jackson variable. Uh, <laughs> 
nailed, you nailed it. Good job. All right. Well, and with that said, yeah, with that said, I think we're we should wrap this up because we do have a busy day tomorrow. So uh, tomorrow we are planning to visit the Twine Ball. Finally, for the first time. Have you ever been to Twine Ball before? Never been All right. So this will be a first for everybody in the room. First for all of our. Our sleeping special guest, Jackie Rossi, certainly hasn't been there. Our special guest, Jackson Scoggins, hasn't been there. Our co-host, Ethan, has not been there. And co-host, myself, has not been there. It is a really special day for me because I get to visit the Twine Ball on my birthday. <laughs> then I get to follow that up. Well, you get to meet the mayor of oh, Darwin, that's Minnesota. Right. That's right. right. the mayor of Darwin, Minnesota. Yeah, so our, our friend Aaron uh, Henry has done a lot of work and put oh, yeah. together a, a special event um, for our arrival and um, the the mayor's going to be there. I'm sure we're all going to yeah, go to gonna... Perennial Bank and open checking accounts. <laughs> Hopefully, awesome. they're open on Sunday. Uh, oh no! <laughs> well, we, we do know <laughs> the he ma- works there. Yeah, he, he can open one. So we do know the we do know the mayor. The mayor and also doesn't he work? He's the president of yeah. Perennial Bank. Yeah, <laughs> he's many roles in the community. We yeah. show up and we're like, no, we don't want to see the twine ball. Can we go to Perennial Bank? <laughs> Perennial Bank is a Let's great. Just keep us away from Dassel. <laughs> so right. Yes, tomorrow we're going to visit the Twine Ball. I get to follow up my birthday with a birthday a show. A birthday, blah, blah, blah. I get to follow up <laughs> with a birthday show at some place in Minneapolis. So, Dave, it's going to be your, a birthday show tomorrow. Uh, I had my first birthday show uh, earlier this tour. Have you ever had a uh, Weird Al show on your birthday that you were attending? <laughs> That's a weird way to ask that question. But this is the first show that I'm attending that is happening on my birthday. However, I will say that I have been at a Weird Al show on my birthday before. Uh, um, okay. Can you make that make sense? So you, were, you weren't attending the one that you were at? Well, yeah. I mean, I was, I was, uh, the, the, the show happened on July 23rd, and it rolled over. Into my birthday, you know, once, uh, once you know the, the activities, you know, end because the show doesn't really end. You, you, we all know the show doesn't end when when the official end time ends. There's always you know people that you meet after, people you hanging out for a while. But Al wasn't on stage singing when it was no, your birthday. No, Al was not on stage singing when okay. it was my birthday. Okay, okay. So this will be the first time I will see Al on stage singing for my birthday. But I mean, I've been at venues when technically when the clock rolled over to my birthday. Okay. Interesting. Okay. If right. that makes okay. sense. Yeah. No, that makes sense. It makes sense. Um, I wouldn't have counted it. I wouldn't have had this whole conversation. I would have just said no. This is my first <laughs> one. But yeah, it makes sense, Dave. <laughs> Thank you. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Owl podcast. Ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode, 28 centimeters. All right, all right, folks. It is time. It's time for you to sing my birthday song. Happy birthday! No, 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 no! The Weird Al song. Oh, well, well it's, it's time, time to, to celebrate, celebrate your birthday. birthday. It, it happens every year. We'll eat a lot of broccoli and drink a lot of beer. You should be good and happy when there's something you can eat. A million people every day are starving in the street. Your daddy's. That Weird Al version, the version from the American Greetings mashup. Oh, hey Dave, how you doing? Al here. Listen, um, I know you're super busy. You got a lot going on. Uh, 
I, I really hate to bother you, but, um, well, there, there's something I've been meaning to tell you, and I'm afraid it just can't wait any longer. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Dave. No, not happy birthday, Dave. Happy birthday, Elvis.